Saturday. You know what that means. Yeah, we're all good. <laughs> okay, so uh, as you can probably even tell, before we've even got started, folks, uh, we are back uh, separate again, unfortunately. So we're 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 discording it. I don't know how um, to use this stuff. <laughs> no, we, we, technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> we, we need the technical difficulties. Music. You'd think after us doing this for so long, we would actually be pretty good at it, but no, we're I still mean, rubbish. Before you just came on, I was sitting for ages trying to figure out how can I get to record the the music on on the computer and have your voice come through a separate channel and then I just gave up and and that here's, <laughs> that's your result that's what happened <laughs> well uh welcome to episode 50 yep we actually made it I, i'm still in awe that we're on episode 50 guys we actually did it um should we give ourselves a pat on the back or a cheer or can you edit in some like you know that we kids cheer thing where you always hear them go yeah <laughs> edit that in or something i don't know i feel like we deserve something you know we we are now northern ireland's longest running podcast that's a true that's fact by the way I, i'm not bullshitting is that a shoot that is a shoot that is a shoot that is not kayfabe have you got the book <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> strap, a, strap a rocket to cat <laughs> rocket it's a swerve <laughs> was that the you that just what? My phone rang. Just in case anybody heard That's the like crank a, uh, ringtone, that is crank. If you didn't hear well, it, then let me just point out that I have my phone on. Hi. Um, so basically, basically, obviously, we're back in lockdown again, so uh, we can't even socially distance the podcast anymore, so we're discording it again, but we're doing episode 50, so what are we going to bring you on episode 50? Well, for the first time ever, well, no, maybe the second time ever, we're going to discuss something very serious, and that is, believe it or not, the stock market. Uh, that was Colin's idea. Don't blame me for that, but it's actually very interesting and it's actually very cool. So don't, 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 don't hang up on us quite ET, yet. Et has struck a game. <laughs> stuck with us. Stuck with us. Uh, we're going to be discussing the stock market. Is it it's the stock market in America? I'm guessing Colin or uh, stock market's global. So. But yeah. like, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that to you when the time comes. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite games. Uh, but it is a Wall Street year. thing. Okay. Well, yeah, well okay. Uh, so I always thought Wall Street was just an American thing, but I guess I can't wait to find out more soon. Um, uh, so we're going to be discussing the top favorite games from last year and you know what, what, why we enjoyed them, what we enjoyed, and things like that. Um, Colin's going to be giving us his, his rundown of the anime that uh, he's been checking out. Um, we're going to be discussing a few TV shows from last year. Uh, we're going to be discussing a, and I'm not, I'm actually using this as a double sort of meaning, but we're going to be discussing a big movie trailer for a big upcoming film. 
Um, and of course, as usual, we're going to be talking about AEW. Now, sadly, because we are all separated, we can't do our normal beer necessities. So sadly, if you sort of tune in this every month for the beer necessities and uh, you're sort of annoyed that we don't have them, go and just stick with us. I swear, we, we can still be entertaining even without drinking. Um, we'll get started. Paul, um, talk to me about the stock market. I just want to say very, first, I know nothing mm-hmm. about stocks. No, I don't think any of us do. Let's be very honest about that. Um, I, know, I just thought I should put that out there to begin with, because in case I say something. In, if you ever walk into an accountant's office and one of us three are sitting at the other side of the desk, walk the fuck out immediately. Whether well, right. it's the stocks or stonks. Uh, this, this, is, this is definitely stonks. stonks. <laughs> right. So, right, you've all heard of GameStop. Um. So, yeah, there. That's not really relevant anymore. No one's, no one's going into GameStop to buy games anymore. We don't uh, even have them in this country anymore. No. I remember the last to. one was in Voiceside, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, the last one. Yep, that's that was that's good. Three sixty. <sighs> yeah. Ah, that was good. Good ten years ago, maybe now. Mm-hmm. So what has happened is uh, a bunch of people on Reddit. Uh, there's a subreddit called uh, slash r slash Wall Street Bets, um, and they decided to start buying up GameStop stock like like it was the hottest thing going. Like that, they're just buying up this stock, uh, and and that that has got the Wall Street boys quite upset. Um, okay. And how is the best way to explain this? Right. So, do you know what short trading is? Uh, oh, right. So, no. basically, um, we all know that the stock market is a load of bullshit. And the guys that work on that, like the, the traders and all, the, the, the hedge fund managers know they'd be doing dodgy ass shit. But none of us knew heads nor tails. So, they've got away with it. Um, mm-hmm. So, th- this is kind of educated a lot of people on what's going on so basically uh, a common enough practice is to do something um i think it's called short trading whereas uh a bunch of these investors will look and find a company that's maybe not in a good place such as gamestop uh and then they Hmm. will uh basically borrow uh, a bunch of GameStop stocks from someone that owns them with the promise that they'll get them back again. Now, they take these borrowed mm. stocks and they sell them. Uh, and they get the money for them. And then they will wait and uh, do dodgy-ass shit till the, the price of the GameStop stocks falls. And then they'll buy them all back again and then give them back to their owner and they keep the difference. Uh, and people uh-huh. have been getting, like for years and years and years, people have been getting really rich off this sort of stuff. Um, and it's, it's dodgy as hell because like, you have to keep in mind that company that you're destroying so you can do this sort of we trick. Uh, there's a lot of people employed by that company and the, those sort of actions are what, will lose people their jobs and put companies out of business um so what wall street bets did 
this very thing was happening with GameStop. So what they did is they started buying loads of these stocks, inflating the price. Um, and now all the guys that tried to do this sort of trick that sold these GameStop stocks that they did not own uh, will now have to buy them back at a loss instead of a profit. Mm. Um, and that's pretty fucking funny. That is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> So, so long, long story short is uh like wall street's like no no you can't buy that there and like it's like haha game stock go up or less this is that what it is uh, well the game stop stock go up yeah yeah so the the all the redditors came in uh, started buying up all the stock which uh, caused it to go up in price um mm-hmm. and now it's worth like was it like 700 percent more or no am i doing 200 percent more it, it keeps going up um, but you've got a, a, a lot of young people out there with uh, a lot of money in stocks because they're on Reddit and they all decided to just get together and do this thing. Now, uh, there's an investing app called Robinhood, which whole thing was allow normal everyday people to trade in stocks. They've actually stopped. They, they had stopped people from buying GameStop stocks because like Wall Street's going fucking nuts or like, someone stopped them. It's like they're not, they're not doing anything different than what you guys have done um so this app has they're not doing been... anything illegal either no no uh well it's it's probably great well no they're not they're just buying the stocks and ruining their shitty plan to be able to uh buy them back it's cheap, cheaper that's than they not sold illegal them. it's just no um working the stock market man. but uh all right wall street's what the uh technical term in dairy is up the left over it and <laughs> <laughs> And then the, this app is like stopping people from buying it, and everyone's like, "Well, that's fucking bullshit." It's like, like rich people, I, I, always, rich, no, rich people get onto the perv. But it's like, oh, just do what I did, get in the stocks, and then like, you know, the perv will figure it out and figure out the tricks. You're like, no, wait a minute, no, no, wait, no, you're not supposed to do it like that. Uh, but so hang on, so all, all the Wall Street's obviously going mental about this, right? Um, now, obviously, not every person in Wall Street or every stockbroker is investing in GameStop. So, what is it about these ordinary people buying these stocks that has Wall Street up the left? Oh, why is it this one company is causing so much ruckus? Oh? Well, it's just that that this is one of those companies they try, try to do that short trading shit with. Um, yeah. So, is this is this like a worry? Like, we need to knock this in the head now, so it doesn't happen again yeah, in other companies in the, the future. Yeah, we end up exactly. losing loads of fucking money. Anytime someone tried to do this, the like a, a you could get a group of people together to come in and do this exact same thing again, and it's just how completely uh, you know, or how easy it is to to manipulate stocks and stuff, and they really don't yeah. actually mean anything, and a company's value doesn't mean anything because it doesn't go by we're just gonna you know gamestop didn't start selling a bunch of more games and becoming creating more profit themselves through sales it's just a bunch of people started buying up their stocks and and that put the value up it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense at the end of the day what you were saying though is this is a normal wall street practice but because it's non-wall street people doing it they want to knock this on the head and start claiming that this is that and this is the other even though they've been doing this for fucking decades now, to be fair. They've got beat at their own game and now they're all salty. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best way of putting it. 
Uh, someone duffed them up a Tekken so they're now all oh, your controllers <laughs> fucking dodgy. Uh, get get rid of all these people that don't have proper standard controllers. Ah, fucking. That's way of putting it. Now, see, that's something us nerds can understand. So it's basically just trading places. Yeah? This is what I was thinking as well because I remember the movie trading places <laughs> where they trick they trick the rich guys to buy all the orange the orange soda stock or oh, something. So they buy it and buy it and buy it and buy it that goes up in price. Then they start to sell it and then they make a shitload of money and the rich guys get poor because they had hey, to buy all the stock that's something that i can't remember what you could that's insider traded that that, that is illegal <laughs> that, all right okay that, that, that one is illegal <laughs> there's a wee pop quiz question for you can you name me the two films where the, the investors show up trading places and coming to america and he said two films uh, trading places the Fulham, but they show up in two other Fulhams. Two other Fulhams? Uh, Coming to is one of them, yep. And then there's another one. I don't know. Uh, well, what's the other one? Millions. Oh, that's right! They're in Brewster's Millions! Mm -hmm. Fuck! That's fucking right about that. And it's, they, they, they have they, a very quick time. And that. they seem to just lose the money they get. <laughs> We're back in the game again! <laughs> so. That's right. I forgot they were in that because obviously the big one everyone remembers is coming to America because it's Eddie Murphy gives them the money. Mm -hmm. But this is actually pretty fucking funny when you think about it because this, as you say, is Joe Soaps who have learnt what these fucking big wigs in Wall Street do, and they've literally just been doing the exact same thing, sticking it to the big wigs in Wall Street, and now the big wigs in Wall Street are trying to change the rules on them. But if they do this, if the big wigs in Wall Street do this. Does this mean that they still won't they, they won't be able to do the trick in future or will the rules just be back to normal for them again it's just to stop ordinary people? No, but just it'll just be to stop ordinary people, obviously. Then, they control then, the whole thing. Bullshit. So it is bullshit though. But they're already huh. stopping people from doing it by, you know, limiting how many like they, they stopped people from buying the stocks completely and now you can only buy one. So it's right. uh, Pointless. It's a fucking ballsy move. Hey, people poured like, you know, Aye. a lot of money into this to prove a point. As I've always oh, said, at the end of the day, the stock market is just a different style of gambling. Yeah, it kind of is. It was. It's, 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 it's not as random because, like, as you can see, it can be very much be manipulated. Do you think the internet historian is going to do a video about it? Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I can't wait. <laughs> this this is one of the like, biggest things ever to happen on the internet. Mm -hmm. It it like could be definitely going to be something. Uh, it could be a massive turning point of how how people look at stock markets and that. And... Just a shout out to the internet historian. If anybody hasn't checked him out, like go check his channel out and look up the what was it called the Shia LaBeouf one. The... Oh, is that the one about him? <laughs> Out in the desert or Just something. how powerful the internet can be. Yeah, he does brilliant on it there. He has right. channels dedicated to like internet stories like us here. And it does it does amazing just how internet nerds can get together and be so powerful. Like you know, I mean that was mostly and in, channel, I think it was in that in, case in shitty. It's it's not always good. A lot of 4chan's white supremacist supremacist bullshit, which is what that video would have been as well. Uh but no, the most recent one there, he's been talking, last video was actually the one there, he was talking about the, the pandemic and stuff like that there. 
I think it was more or less more. Mm. He's from Australia, I think it is, or New Zealand. Um, so I think it was more closer to home that he was talking about in the pandemic sort of stuff now. But uh, not just a wee, just a wee shout out there. It was just it's it's crazy, like just how you internet fucking people can do things. Like you know what I mean? It's see, it's it's just really really it is uh, really mind blowing. Like. Mm. Not the sort of step on you there, Kat. I'm just going to go quickly back to what we were discussing. No, because mm. so as as I, as I was saying, it, it's kind of like a different style of gambling, right? And I have an older brother who does this thing. It's like an app he has on his phone where he can buy stocks in football players. Huh? And right? I'm wondering, can this? How does that work? Oh, yeah, you can literally go. <laughs> he, see this? I've I've tried to talk to him about it before, and it was going all over my head. I'm not going to lie, but he was telling me. That, uh, so you go on, and it's it's as he says, it's just it's not uh, he's not a big gambler, but he, he has a head for numbers and things. It's kind of weird. My older brother's not the smartest knife in the drawer, but he has this weird head for numbers. And he had this, he, he got this app on his phone. He had a free trial or something, you know, your first ten pound free or something, and you can buy stocks in any football player, and I mean any football player. So he went on, and you obviously look at the guys like, you know, Ronaldo and Messi and things like that, and they are not, because they're so fucking well-known and well-sought-after, those are not the guys worth buying the stocks in. The idea of this app is you buy the stocks and who you think is going to be the next big name, and then you can sell the stocks when that player becomes a big thing. Oh, uh, right. Um, so who decides their uh, value? Well, that's the thing. Well, the thing, it's like, um, say you... Say you're watching some shitty wee team in League Two, but you notice a player is fucking amazing. You might go on and buy stocks in him. And maybe a year or two later, he's playing for some team in the Premiership. He's going to be worth a lot more now. Aye. So it's basically, it is. It's, it's, it's a very long-style so. version of gambling. Yeah, Aye. it's, if you it's know anything kind of like... Football, it's like upcoming stars. It's like if you... This kid's on the the claim. I'll give you an example. Would be uh, Raheem Sterling. He would have been like an, an ideal sample. Like he came from nowhere. Or Rashford would be the other one for United. Yep. Um, if you knew like them coming from where they are to now, and you could put money on them, like now that them boys what? are like where they're at, they get they're like yeah, like Sterling gets serious. In fact, he gets about one hundred twenty-five thousand a week. And then you think about uh, sponsors on top of that, and yeah. uh, then it's like he's. Ronaldo, take a look at Ronaldo. Ronaldo is like sponsored by brands and he has charities and he gets serious money. Do you know what I mean? He's also a model now and he's probably coming out. He's near enough in his 30s, so he's coming in, he's in his late, coming into his 40s more or less now, I'd say. And he's still powerhousing about. Like, if you had a new Ronaldo was going to be the next best thing, that kind of stock would be serious money now. Like, you know what I mean? Then here's my thinking, right? Here's my thinking. Say we decide to do what these guys have done, right? And we go to some fucking, you know, say we go to, I don't know, Accrington Stanley, right? And we pick a random player and we all start buying stock in him. Are people going to start looking at this player and going, hey, what the fuck's going on here? Why is everyone buying stock in this guy? And this poor wee player is completely... In this case, I don't think think that's actual stocks like be weirded out looking at this guy like the people that run the app and run that service would probably be like why are these people suddenly putting all this money into this one guy and they'd be like fair enough they're just giving us money then and they're not gonna win 
Oh, here's the main question. Why is that not? Uh, here's it. No, 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 but but that's that's how the actual stock market works. This is gonna be like a private thing oh. done by they by like a single company, and they'd have more control over it. You know, what? I must I must chat them about it more then and find out who actually monitors and does all this because if it is literally like you know fucking FIFA looks over this, you know, are they gonna start sort of going? Hey, what the fuck's going on? Why is this guy? Why is this weird little defender in Akron and Stanley suddenly getting so much stock bottle? Maybe we should look at this guy or something. I, I don't know, but that's that's the first. When you were talking about buying stock and something that's not worth anything, that was what came into my head. It'd be like I don't know, going to the fucking I'm trying to get one of the worst football. You go to the Northern Ireland football team and just buy some random stock and some random player. Everyone's going to be like, "What the fuck are you buying fucking See- stock in this guy?" I keep, keep, in, keep in mind like, though. What the fuck's going on with this guy? Keep in mind though. This is uh, this is a bit different in that you're not you're not buying if if you're doing it you're not buying stock at all you're borrowing it you're Ooh. taking you're looking for a stock that you think is going to go down in value you're borrowing right. them selling them gotcha. then buying them back. Gotcha. Oh, I thought I thought I had a get rich quick scheme there, guys. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to see it in wrestlers, definitely. Oh, right. Very quickly, right. If you were going to buy stock in a wrestler right now, who would you buy stock in? Oh, right now. MJF. Oh, man, MJF stock would be worth a fortune at the moment, man. He's been on AEW for TV for a solid year now. It's going to get a lot more. I'd buy stock in Ricky Starks. I don't know. I'd say Johnny Hungy. Oh, good shout. Johnny Hungy, Johnny Hungy for stock. Gold boy stock will be going up soon, but we'll talk about that later. That's uh, we could we could chat about that shit all day. Um, yeah, that is a pretty cool and interesting story, and I kind of hope that somehow that the the Jew soaps of the world find other ways to stick it to Wall Street because that is pretty damn cool that some people got together on the internet and decided, hey, let's play these bastards at their own game. Although, quick question, Colin, I don't know if you, how much you know about the story. People who did this. Did they make a bit of money out of it before shit got shut down? Oh no, the the shit hasn't been shut down. Like they've still got those stocks. Ah. Yeah, like they're they're trying to like hold off and sell and and that. Um, but like people gotcha. people have been making money off it. Though. That's cool. That's cool. It's good you to see, hear the you see stories the average floating, guy floating floating about with people doing stuff like. That. I saw a story of a guy like cashing his stocks went to an actual GameStop. Bought a bunch of switches and then donated them to a children's hospital. Oh, that is fucking cool. Fair fucks to that guy. Shout out to that guy. I actually bought them from a GameStop, I guess. Ah. <laughs> I bought these switches <laughs> with your stock. Nice. Um, yeah, well, it's, uh, if, is there anything else, anything else you want to bring up on it or do you want to move on? I fear we're dangerously close to me showing that. No, we're well past the point of me showing my ignorance when it comes to stock markets. So. <laughs> yes, we're going to blame the ignorance on you and not me and Kat. Uh, we, we are well informed. <laughs> hey, you didn't try and tell the story. No, you're damn right I didn't because I'd look like an Uber fool. I thought the stock market was something to do with, I don't know, fucking cars, orange juice. <laughs> well, yeah, there's orange juice in there. Bacon and orange yeah, juice. But nothing to do, nothing else, just orange juice, because that's what happens in trading places. <laughs> that's, 
That's all Wall Street's about, orange juice. It's a load of bullshit. As I've always said, I'd, I would say if I ever had a time machine, I'm going to get very philosophical here, forgive me. But if I ever had a time machine, I would love to go back in time and find out when money was first created. And burn it. And just slap the guy and go, stop that. Stop it. No. No, I just, no, no, no. no. <laughs> we're we're not creating something and giving fucking value to pieces of paper, you idiot. But anyway. But Sound anyway. Kind of like a <laughs> communist there. Hey, <laughs> I. Right. Some Russian music, please. The, you, Actually, to be fair, that's more communism. More anarchist. If communism was done properly. It couldn't be that. It mightn't be that bad if it was done. The problem is, no, communism's 100%. always been led by crazy bastards. Yeah. It hasn't actually been tried that many times. Hmm. People point by a seeing person. People point to Stalin. It's like, well, yeah, obviously, because he was a nut job. Like, exactly. Maybe if a seeing person did it, it might work. I don't if know. You, if you actually look at communism, it doesn't require genocide. That was just oh, exactly. a, that was a Stalin thing, not a communism. Thing. That's so, not the so, communist rulebook. Genocide I don't know. Let's necessary. not let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> oh Jesus! We're going. The fucking CIA is going to be at our doors in about. Fuck those guys! You see, when I message uh, coming through their phone now, stay right where you are. <laughs> oh fuck! Ban from Discord. <laughs> Before we get uh, accused of being fucking communist sympathizers, we'll move on. So, obviously, it's January, and what our usual sympathizer, tradition... comrade, <laughs> comrade. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we'll go back into our usual sort of January tradition. Is we'll go back, have a quick look over twenty twenty, and have a quick discussion about some of the games that. Uh, well, we thought we were absolutely amazing last year. Now, here's so, um, a spoiler for you. It was shite. There were some good games last year. <laughs> I mean, 2020 was shite. Oh, 2020 was pretty shite. But you see, I don't know. Can you blame that on a year? It's not. It wasn't exactly 2020. Oh, no. like, 2020 didn't turn around and go, I've got this idea. Have you noticed for about four years running now, at the end of each year, the beginning of the next one, we're all like, fuck last year, it's oh, year fuck, year. I, I, fuck this fuck one's going to be way yeah. better, but it's always been worse as we've been going along. Yeah. Uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm getting out ahead of it. Fuck 2020. seems to be the, the, the rare mark, too, because like, in the 1920s was the Spanish flu not around, too. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everyone's saying there hasn't been a pandemic like this since the last hundred years. Uh, that's the Spanish flu. They're all oh, yeah, a massive pandemic tends to mm. happen every hundred years. But yeah, I, I'm just going to yeah. say now, fuck 2021. Just get it out of the way. Instead, uh, of, wait, instead of waiting until the end I of 2021. I fuck it up, don't you? Because <laughs> the Northwest 200's already been cancelled, so fuck, we've no motorbike racing anyway. <laughs> but, um, tell you what, on that note, speaking of motorbike racing, I will very quickly talk about, uh, so one of the games I was playing last year was Ride 4. Um, and you're probably looking at or probably listening to this going, what the fuck's ride? I think I've mentioned it before. Somehow this game has got three sequels. I didn't think it was that high of a seller, but ride has now had three sequels. And obviously, I'm one of the very few lucky people that has a PlayStation 5, so they have added the haptic feedback and all into it. And it's just fucking crazy. See, when you're like corner, 
controller feels like a motorbike trying to get grip when it's taking a corner. Really cool. Um, I haven't played a lot of it because uh, Ride 4 came out last year, but the PlayStation 5 update came out for it this year. But I was playing it, uh, the PS4 version. Great game, good fun, all the rest of it, yada, yada, yada. But I think the, the first big game that came out last year for myself was Doom Eternal. And when Doom Eternal came out, I done the podcast the next day, and I didn't actually get to talk about it a lot because I like only played a level or two. Now I've obviously played through it several times and stuff, and I can easily say that, I mean, I was excited for Doom Eternal when it was announced, and it lived up to the hype. It was absolutely fantastic. Colin, I know you bought it recently. Uh, I don't know how much you've played of it, but um, from what you've played, have you been it? Do you think it's better than 2016 or doesn't live up to 2016? What, what would you think on that? I, would, I wouldn't say better. But I wouldn't say it doesn't of just... live. Oh, I think it's uh, <clears throat> it's kind of more of the same. I know they added in new stuff like the chainsaw and the shoulder cannon and that, but it's still the same principle. Here's you just go from into different arenas and then kill all the enemies. Don't stop moving. It's doom. Don't what stop moving. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> What about the soundtrack? The only, t- only time people are Bill not McGordon happy... fucking wired off his head in coke. The, the only time people aren't happy with Doom is when Doom tries not to be Doom. And try yeah. to be some other thing. Yeah. In answer to your question, Kat, the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Um, now, we, we never got to discuss... Uh, very quickly, I, I won't get into the whole hoo-ha, but... Six weeks after Doom Eternal was released, the soundtrack got released to anyone that had the collector's edition. And hours after release, someone tweeted Mick Gordon going, what the fuck is with these mixes? Some of them are just pure flat. And he immediately came out and says, I didn't mix these songs. I only got to mix 12 of them. I don't think I'll work with Bethesda again. And everyone jumped on Mick Gordon's side and went, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. What a bunch of bastards, scumbags, scumbags, scumbags. And then it was like two weeks later, uh, Hugo Martin came out. Or Marty was one of the Marty Stratton or Hugo Martin. One of them came out, huge big Reddit post, and he explained what really happened because uh, Mick Gordon didn't even try to bought it or you know anything. They basically told him, "Listen, we need the soundtrack ready in time for the game, because obviously it's Bethesda, and there was that whole hoo ha with the, uh, the the bags for Fallout, and people were going nuts about this." So they were basically saying, we don't want to promise something in a collector's edition and not deliver it because we're not going down that fucking road again. So Mick Gordon basically says, well, listen, I don't have time to give you a soundtrack release. How about I do so many songs and you have your audio guys do the others? And he agreed to this. Then when someone brought him up on it, he shat on the audio designers and basically said either they're rubbish, blah, 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 blah. So they got rid of him. And when they done the DLC, they brought in a guy, and I cannot pronounce his surname, so I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but he's called Andrew Hauschultz. <laughs> you definitely butchered that. <laughs> I definitely butchered his name. Um, I, think he's, I think he's Finnish or Swedish, but he of done... Course, uh, uh, has to be. Uh, he's fucking amazing, though. He's really good, but he done a... Uh, there was a, a mod came out a couple of years ago called Brutal Doom, and he done the soundtrack on that. So they brought him in to do Doom Eternal, and he is fucking brilliant um he's not he's obviously i'm not hey maybe a bit of a prick the way he acted but there's no denying the man's fucking music is amazing 
Um, Paul Schultz, maybe not as good as Mick Gordon, but he does a damn good job. But Doom Eternal... The Swedes hmm? man and soundtracks. This is supposed to do the fucking Battlefield soundtrack too, isn't it? True, true. They're fucking unreal, like. They are, they are on point. Uh, Now, the the Doom DLC was only three levels, but it was like three levels of uh, the... uh, What do you call them in the game? The Slayer Gates. Imagine playing three levels that's just as tough as Slayer Gates. So you've got this guy's music just blaring in your ears constantly. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, Doom Eternal lived up for me, lived up to the hype. Absolutely loved it. They tried to do a wee bit more story. I didn't pay too much attention. I just wanted to shoot things in the face. Um, really, really good game. So it was really happy with it, really chuffed with it, and uh, look forward to more DLC. Is there more coming? Oh, I there's the Ancient Gods part one and part two. That's year one. And then there'll be something for year two. They've said there's two years worth of DLC coming. Nice. What about the Animal Crossing DLC? <laughs> what was that? Of, why was the internet going <laughs> mad with Doom? Because they both came out at the same time. Uh, that and all they're all like, was the release date was the same. Yeah, right. let's not compete with each other. Let's just join forces. I think it was like... Uh, <laughs> It was Doom guy was in fucking Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Animal Crossing was famed as Doom. Very good. Very, very good. I enjoyed it. I had a giggle at it like when I seen it. Because the pictures look cute. Doom, Doom guy looks cute in fucking the, the Animal Crossing <laughs> format. <laughs> I'm looking all fucking seriously. Oh, you know. sure Doom guy got out of the that, uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Did you see that? Hi. hi the, Did I? But, but they're just wee... He's, he's a bean <laughs> version of Doom Guy. It's fucking cracker looking. Oh, what uh, funny, uh, I like extra bodies. That game came and went. Apparently saw as a decent player base, but yeah, it came and went. Um, so, uh, an- another game, obviously, I've, I'll bring up, but we obviously all played it. Huge release last year, like, so many years of waiting, but I think we all agreed that Streets of Rage 4 was this fucking amazing game. It was a bright game, I. I love that. As fucking nails at us, too. Uh, when was the last time you played a cat? Because did you know they've updated it a bit? So certain enemies now act differently, and there's now an even harder difficulty mode. Oh, I just hated fucking Orange Cassidy guy. That's all it was. Oh. Like, had to go a level for getting that, and that cunt just walked up. Hands in pocket, looking, and you know, find out you're like, oh no, it's like it, had, it just sizing you up, like, and then out of nowhere, that's it just gets you, and you're like, fuck, you know what I mean? Um, I've never, mar- I haven't just managed like to do that. Come here, that I haven't, true? I haven't played it in a while, right? So I just want to know that they bring. No, I know they had Shiva, uh, Shiva. Sorry, Shiva yes. was an awful character, but it was a Street Rage two version Three. of Shiva, wasn't it? Three, sorry. And yep. uh, did they release the actual updated one of Shiva? No, the but they have update. said there's DLC coming. Uh, I would look forward to playing as I'm on the they, game because he was, it's unreal, the, the design they did for him. And they the haven't, game, and I was, at, when, I, when I seen him in the story, I was like, oh my god, there he is. They haven't announced you know what, I mean? what it is, though. But they've literally just said there's DLC, um, but they, they've, they lit the, as the day they announced it as well, they're all, listen, it won't be anytime soon because... This takes a lot of work because everything's hand-drawn. I would like to, to see them do, like, the, the characters that haven't got the nice hand-drawn models, I'd like to see them get added. And then, obviously, you like you say, Kat, you have Shiva, and 
anyone that's played it by now knows that you have Max. Obviously, to make them two playable as well would be very cool because the hand-drawn artwork in that game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so the only ones I think it have Dr. Zan from three, Skate, Adam's already in it, so Axel, Blaze. So they would like say you, you do hand drawn versions of Zan, Skate, make Sheva, Max playable, and you have the entire Streets of Rage cast hand drawn. And I reckon they'll add your policewoman as well from the story. Aye, because it's a thing like uh, for them to do. Like, was Rui in it too? Did they put Rui in? He's, they see, you see him in the background. Um, He's, I think he's in the bar level. He's behind the bar. Uh, he's drying a glass or something. But I, because I remember seeing him going, "Oh Jesus, there he is!" But that again, that would be pretty cool. Um, but, actually, uh, we about shocked who did that. What did you call the uh, column from the Japanese, the bare knuckle free character? He wasn't in, in the US version. Ash. Um, no, I, well, I don't know, what's, what do you call him? Was it the? Is he a transvestite or is he a crossdresser? I don't know what it is. Um, crossdresser. That was Ash. Crossdresser. Aye, aye. It's actually does because that's. Yeah. Uh, I would love to try him out. Like to see fucking as a character. Like again, you know, it could happen. happen. You never know. Could happen. Um, like that's the one thing I hated about Street Race Three when I learned like when the internet came out. It was all like, what? There was another character we did not get. You know what mm. I mean? Because the whole point of that game is to play through as multiple characters. That's why I'm so enamored with Shiva, because like uh, you had to unlock him. Uh, but when you did, you're all like. He's the man at the end of the day. Like, I know some people be like, no, he's not. You know, I mean, but he's definitely he, not he like the man. Everyone, definitely. Everyone has their own favorite street. All right, here's a question for you. I love, I love firing these questions. I'm sorry. Who is your favorite street to rage character? That's well, definitely Sheva for me. Look, Sheva for yourself. Uh, do you mean playable character? Aye, so just your favorite character, uh, playable. Well, you can say playable or just in the game, I suppose. Whatever you fancy. Uh, never really thought about it. To play as? For me, it's Max. So yeah, I would say Skate sk- to play yeah. as. Think about the jump you said. had from, from 1 to 2. Because I remember, like, I love the first... I got, the first time I ever played Streets of Rage was uh, for, uh, a neighbor of mine down the street, uh, Luke Moyne. Lent it to me. Look, used to lend me Mega Drive games. He lent me Streets of Rage. He lent me Terminator. He lent me Street Fighter. And mm. it's like I remember playing Streets of Rage and getting my head blown away as a kid playing that game because like, I had the the Amstrad and I played uh, the likes of Double Dragon on friggin' four bit Mega uh. Mega bit cassette, uh, cassette. You know, and those games were really really slow. And then when you got the uh, Final Fight, oh, I always say not. Uh, it's not what you call it, Final Fight, the Capcom version. Final Fight, aye. I always say not in arcade, and that blew me away. I never even got the chance to play that. And then once I played Street Rage, but then when when the second one came out, like I remember we bought the second one right away, and that fucking leap to what Street Rage Two aye. was, and Max. I remember me seeing Max for the first time, it and was, you were like, "Oh my god, it's a wrestler now." Bigger sprites, ah, you mm-hmm. got the bigger sprites, and 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 they were more crisp and but and I. Got, it would have been cool maybe if they had done sprite artwork, but I think for Streets of Rage 4, with them doing the hand-drawn, it was just perfect. But even at that, obviously, again, if, if you played it, you know you can unlock the classic characters. And it's weird. Maybe it's because we've played them and we've grew up with them, so maybe they just fit in naturally for us. But I think the, the pixel characters, when you're playing Streets of Rage 4, they just seem to fit in for some reason. Yeah, but I, they're far better, too. I like that. So when we unlock those characters... Like, I remember over lockdown, uh, before I got work on Axel, like, uh, setting up the, 
Jesus, by four o'clock in the morning playing with people online just to grind out to get those characters, like, mm. you know what I mean? So I could throw myself back into the old retrospect of it, like, um, right, and then going through that game end was like uh, Streets of Rage 2, Axel, <laughs> and you know what I mean? It was like, oh my god, Aye. just because it was felt like it was going back in time Aye. and only, or bringing the character from back in time into the future, you know what I and mean? And it fitted so well. Fitted so well, is right. Um, the, the the pixel art, they may look weird, yes, but they it's still, it's like I'm taking my guy through fucking yeah. this game. This is the guy I grew up with, like Aye. you know what I mean. Um, ah, definitely, man. It was it's. Uh, I look forward to see. I hope the guys who made that actually do a bit more bringing games back from like the old days until like a more modern. They said there was, uh, said they're working on three other classic Sega titles. That's amazing. I look forward to seeing it. I hope, uh, I would like to see a Shinobi. Definitely. Uh, and I hope they get the, the same dude, the same dude that the Shinobi soundtrack, that the Street Race soundtrack. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah. That's funny you should mention that, Cap, because obviously you mentioned music for uh, Doom. Mm-hmm. The music in Streets of Rage 4 was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's... It, it was, I, I had the, I had the, that was one I definitely said to myself, I'm definitely getting that bad boy on vinyl. So that's that's one of my pride and joys. That, and that game had a lot to love up by Hypeways. Like I remember like my mate Brenton, um, he is like I think that style of music. Like and when I hear him playing it, I always say that's Streets Rage. You know what I mean? And he turn around and go, Yep, that that's that's not he gave me the right term of the name of the type of music and it goes, That's where Streets mm-hmm. Rage got that from and it was all like and it's a big thing. But that's your man that made the soundtracks, he was always going to the nightclubs, that's what they were trying to get on, wasn't it? That the American techie vibe fucking stuff like, you know, um as I said from calling you, you like always put it on where over your house, the Street Rage Two soundtrack and it's a fucking it's amazing. It's it's timeless. It's timeless like um I always like Street Rage Three was a wee bit more. I think it was like if you were going from Street Rage Two, it was like if it was if Street Rage Three soundtrack was like if you were taking meth. You know what I mean? That's a bit more out there. Uh, I was not. Uh, Street Rage Three soundtrack had some good hits, but it didn't have that same thing where you could just listen to it the whole way through. There was there was a couple of Street Rage Three tracks I would skip because I was like, ah, I don't like that. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. But it did have some I'd good say hits. The only one, if I were to go back now and listen to Street Rage Three soundtrack, it's just the opening level when you go on. That's that's a very full on tune, like intense for like an opening level. Mm. Because like even though I listen to it now again, I was listening to it there on the way home from work, and it's like it's more or less like just get on there. That's what it does. Like you know what I mean? It's like no holding back. But as you say, Stu, then, as you go on down the line, there's, like, you can tell it's just it's just not got the same. I think the guy who made the soundtrack even said it himself, like, you know, uh, it was a bit of a loss in translation, I think it was, because of uh, the Japanese uh, and the American games having so many things taken out of it and stuff like that there. That seems to be a common uh, thing with Sega of America and Japan, because it was the same with Sonic CD. That's, like, um... Mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of people who are like oh like, I, I watch Sega Lord X I think it is on YouTube. It's a great channel for uh, going mm-hmm. back to old school videos of like watching what the best soundtracks and games were, or what on the Sega, or what the best put, you know, what games were pushed to the graphical terms of the Sega Mega Drive. And uh, mm-hmm. when it comes out there, it's like he prefers the American Sonic CD soundtrack, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Really? But, like, he's right. Yeah, but there are some great songs on there. That's the thing. The American there soundtrack is. does have there a couple is. of great soundtracks. Like, but the Japanese one, I, it's, you know, it's always stands out for me. Like, that's the way it is. Like, it's the Japanese ones were, if you ask me. Blah, it's, it's uh, way ahead of its time for something like that there. Like, you know, um, 
But like that's that's a vital part of it. Like and as you said, that soundtrack in Street Rage Four was amazing. I that's I loved about it too. Something up and just playing that game and those layers in the uh, early morning and that soundtrack was fucking always keeping me on the edge, like you know what I mean. So good. Mm. So that's obviously what I thought was absolutely standout last year. Colin, what about yourself? Uh see it's not a trick question, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about cyberpunk again because I did talk well, about that's that. That's all last you have to say, cyberpunk. <laughs> ah, oh, it's the last time we, we talked about, about cyberpunk. It had uh, only been out for a day, so we've all finished it. Oh, uh, no, I haven't yet. Um, okay, okay. We'll I will go that. back to it. Um, but that thing you threw at the other day on the group chat, Colin, that's actually really interesting. I think that's, uh, as you said, did anybody else know about that? Um, I didn't even know about that, and it's all like, what the fuck? <laughs> How did you come across Hi. it? What are you talking about? The the Korean pop band? Yeah, you it? said you found a band or something. Or J-pop, is it? Or... Uh, it's the, the, the in-universe in J-pop group. Um, You see them on the it's adverts the for the Kiroshi Eyes and all. Uh, they, they, I didn't find right. it. I just saw it somewhere. I completely missed it. Ah. That's the point I was making. It's, like, it's not like... How did I miss this? Because mm. oh, you played that game right through. <laughs> uh, and I'm probably playing it again. I want to leave it a while to see what they do with it. Like, in the end, like I I loved it. I, I loved playing it. I, I loved the world. Um, but uh, I had to look back at some of the, the early stuff that they showed in uh, 2018 no one yeah you, you can see where the, the cutbacks uh, go um it's also a thing they appreciate like they hadn't been they hadn't been making that game for eight years it was like uh four years so even that 2018 demo that would have been really early um yep. but at the yeah at the, at the time it's, it's a shame like some of the like the character customization stuff um uh didn't mm. come through uh, and that but like it's still stuff that could happen um because they're going to support this going forward and uh I, yeah looking forward to seeing what it does well not to be just to be cutting you off on uh they had recently had an update there i had uh, i think it was the first day um one of my novations came up saying that that one of playing a game came up to say that the cyberpunk uh update so, uh, that's, I remember you saying there was two updates too, wasn't there? Uh, there was one uh, there just, just right after that's, the game. Yeah. That's just patch, uh, patches and, and stuff. And... I don't, I uh, can't really see, see the fuss. I, I played that game, I remember saying it was out in my family for Christmas, and I played it at my brother's PS4 Pro, and it looked amazing. Mm. I was like even talking to you at night saying it was running really crisp. He's a 4K TV too. And I thought, like, there was nothing wrong here. And, uh, Colin, you said to me then when I was playing at my normal PlayStation, you asked me, was there any bugs or anything? And I says, I seen a couple of T-poses, and there was a couple of wee minor glitchy bugs. That was that, that was all, like, so what was the big fucking issue at the end of the day? It was, like, uh, what was going on when people were so upset about it? Like, some uh, people were I getting, actually enjoyed it. Some people were getting really passive. Like, yeah, some people were overreacting as well, but it, it definitely, um, you can definitely see it's, it's not, it's not the whole finished game that they wanted to do like it, the yeah. the developers wanted more time um and mm. they weren't getting it and it was 
pushed out but hopefully like now it's released it's been a massive success either way so hopefully they get the time mm-hmm. to turn it into what it was supposed to be like pull a proper uh, no man's sky with it uh yeah and, and like it, like i already loved what was there so yeah it's gonna be mm. good uh, so look, look, myself, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what happens when they release the PlayStation Five update. Uh, because I'd for... see Daryl. Daryl bought it when he got his PS Five. Uh, remember, I said the Daryl traded them for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, or Valhalla, Valhalla. Sorry. And yep. um, like I said to Daryl, why'd you do that for? And Daryl says, look, the game's not just itself at the moment, and he didn't want to fucking wreck it for himself. That's the way it was. He says he wanted to win ah. to that game. Ah, got, its, got its juice first because he played The Witcher and like I. He keeps fucking cursing me for not playing that game, and I understand that. Like it's like I just need to sit down and get the full thing. I should have like it was on sale there again too. You think it was for full game? I think fifteen pound. I think it was, and I still haven't jumped on that there. I don't want to jump on it because I know fine right. It's a goddamn fucking time-consuming game. It's probably like Skyrim tenfold. You know what I mean? It's like I don't want to go near that direction because Skyrim itself was the one fucking. It's, I put a lot of time in that too. Like I know I'm going to get invested in that. Too. I was reading this week that. The Witcher Three is getting a PlayStation Five version. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, yeah, but because that's how long it, it ran. It didn't run particularly well on PS4, so that's a good game to have a PS5 version of because it is. All right, okay, right. I, okay. No, you can have sex on horseback and 4K on a PS5. <laughs> 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 I remember seeing that, and I was all like, "Am I fucking? Are you, are you serious?" I was all like. Fucking fair play this game, hey, it has everything, like, that's... President I need, put I that need in the series. <laughs> What's that? What? President put that in the series. Hey. <laughs> 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 I, uh, I know certain women are watching The Watcher just for Henry Cavill. <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I don't blame him. He's, he yeah. is a ridiculously handsome chap on that show, like. Mm. Probably the reason I kept watching it. I'm straight for fuck's sake. But, ah, he's perfect for the role, like. Looking chap, and he is good at the role. I hope he gets. I, I love the fact that his catchphrase is his, uh, his catchphrase is just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be at least two or three times an episode. Somebody will ask him something, and it's just. Mm-hmm. But it is a good show. I was surprised how much I actually enjoyed it. But uh, anything else, Colin, that you enjoyed last year? Uh, yeah, I had to mention Hades. Hades is so fucking oh, good. Yes. Uh, it's probably uh, it's definitely one of the best roguelikes. Um, mm. But I I played a played a lot of that um, isometric view. So the guys that did um, oh shit, what he called Bastion. Bastion, yes. Um, Bastion's one of the and Transistor and. There's a few other games they have that I haven't uh, played. I've only played Bastion. Braid one of theirs? No. No, that's not there. Bastion was their oh. first game. Uh, uh, super Giant Games? Super Massive Games? Yep. Both of those exist. I'm yep. not sure which one it is. Um, but yeah, it's just the snappy combat. The the builds you get. like So you're, uh, you're the son of Hades and you're trying to fight your way out of Hades. The place, not the guy. Um, <laughs> uh, and be weird. um, yeah. So there's different levels. Uh, it's all randomly generated, uh, and you'll get random boons from different Greek gods that give you different powers and uh, can change your weapons and the way your weapons behave. Um, 
and it's just it's really it's just got that perfect loop of you doing a run and you're quick you're back in again and one thing it does that um the most roguelikes don't do is it has a real has some really solid story in there as well with writing because he's trying to escape Hades to find his mother um who he's never met uh and uh aye, that's the like as you do your runs like obviously it makes sense that you would go up die where are you gonna go you're dead so you go back aye, to hades back again to so so you <laughs> um and like uh every every time you die it'll there'll be some new dialogue with some of the characters speaking about down there um and as you make it further and further it, it triggers new new dialogue um and moves the story along um but it's it's it can be tough, but see, uh, it's just when you get the right combination of weapon and and powers and that, uh, it just gets really satisfying. We're just wrecking everything, um, mm-hmm. uh, as you go along. So yeah, um, Jesus, it would be hard to say, but because uh, because of Cyberpunk's issues, like I cannot stress enough. It's like, look, like I loved Cyberpunk so much, and it probably is still my favorite game um I, you'd have to give props to hades and probably being like the best game to come out in in terms of it being working properly. Oh, <laughs> yes hmm. um there's one or we we didn't uh mention which i'm surprised you didn't mention Sue, which would have been a surprise one for yourself was a final fantasy 7 remake oh fuck i because right, so I I have I I have no sort of nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. Cause I never like I literally played the original this year, um, Aye. but yeah, I love. But I, I know I hated Final Fantasy XV, uh, so that's sort of had me skeptical of this one as well. Put a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah, and just not having that nostalgia for the the characters, I didn't Aye. really want to go to it. But then I uh, finally just bought it when it was on sale. God, this is a fucking excellent game. Um, it really is. It, it's, it plays so well. Like that sort of halfway between an action game and a turn-based RPG. Almost. The way I, you, have to admit, I agree, the combat works it so does, well. It like is. Especially when you're playing as Tifa and you just link up those skills together. It's like... I, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really, really satisfying. Um... And yeah, I, c- I can see why people like those characters. Boy grows on you as you go They're along. Right. <laughs> you so know, the first moment I sort of went, "Oh, here we go." Do you remember he high fives Aerith? Aye, he's being all awkward he about it. Gives Aerith a high five. Like, yeah, yeah, but it's it's like this weird likable awkwardness. <laughs> uh, but obviously, everyone loves Aerith because she's just like this zany wee fucking like. Everything, no matter what's happening there, she is in a good mood. Aye. And she's That's also... going to fucking rent my heart. <laughs> you don't know the... You haven't finished it yet. You don't know. It's true, it's true. It'd be so good if they swerve... If they fucking... I was about to say the S word there. It'd be so good if they... Swerve! It's a swerve. <laughs> it's a swerve. But as a... I have to admit, I was very, um, after playing the demo, you see, I was kind of iffy about it. Now, the one, the one thing I will, even when I played the demo, 
the boss battles are fucking brilliant on it. They actually put a lot of work into the boss fights, so the boss fights genuinely feel like big epic fights. Like even that first boss fight in the reactor, when you're fighting like the big scorpion thing, brilliant boss fight. Mm. So it is. Because it changes up how you have to attack it and all. And then uh, the, the, the one I thought was amazing was the, uh, the big robot. Uh, and the, sort of the fists came off it and all. Absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, really good. I, the, they, they can be super hectic, the, the boss fights, because... <laughs> like, Shit can it, everywhere. The Caden really does straddle that... It, this is in real time, but there's certain aspects of a turn-based system that are still here. And... Um, I, uh, it's <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Tifa's Tifa's just making you sweat up as well. Yeah, I call him play it like, and then you, every time I hear you play it, like it's really intense. It's like I hear Colm going. Oh. Yeah, because because like, it's like, uh, um, uh, and imagine you like you're playing a, a turn-based game and you're picking your stuff from your menus and you're doing your turn. But imagine having to do all that same management and health management and healing and stuff like that there and switching between players to get them to do their different special abilities and all in real time while something's constantly trying to attack you. And it gets really, it does get really intense and, um, it, but it's really, really fun uh, as well. Uh, could you still have to employ the same kind of strategies you would if in turn base, but you got to be running around and fighting at the same time. Uh, I does a really good thing. Oh, I wish Capcom you switch up characters too. I wish Capcom would pull a page of the fucking what he mm. calls Square Enix. Good reason for me. No, never happening. Mm. Don't be silly. Oh, You're like the one person that knows what Breath of Fire is. I would do it for time. I were uh, we're about an hour in, so. Right, tell you what, well, before we finish up this half then, uh, I know we had a, a special shout out that we wanted to give out. Now, Cap, this is obviously very close to yourself. Um, now, it's your brother, you were saying, is doing the uh, 300k in 21 days. Yeah, he's done over 300k in 21 days. Um, as, like, I'll just be honest with it, like, as uh, my father got a bit of bad news there before Christmas, uh, he was diagnosed with bowel cancer. But uh, it's, it's, as I said, everything's moving pretty, pretty fucking fast. Now uh, he's getting his treatment now, starting next week, as far as I know. Uh, but my brother took it in his own hands. He, he raised money for uh, the charity for the research, uh, cancer research, and decided to do 300k in 21 days. And he's been like uh, running on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, or cycling too. He does 10k walks and runs and 20k on a bike. Um, he's, uh, I guess. His race now was a bit, he's on the page itself, he says he's raised about 4,300 4, and he's raised about a thousand pounds and tickets too for the charity. And he asked us, he, he's, he listens to our podcast because he is another craft beer man and he actually loves the beer necessities. Um, he loves the fact that, uh, as he says, that fucking us guys also relate him on the CEO. Oh, here, I, I listen to the podcast, I mean, the ones I listen to, the one we were, like, we were down at recently and stuff like that there. Um, and his, uh, his wife and me, uh, they're, they're, as I said, they're really under their craft beers, like, uh, Colm, like, I got home craft beer for Christmas, uh, through work, and... Uh, no, not me, this is his brother's yeah. name. No, I'm not calling all of them, this is my brother's uh, we'll just call him Nino, because Nino is his nickname, like, and... 
Yeah, I do. That's just where we should it. Uh, bear, believe it or not, I don't. I can never get this. Up. Body nicknames are fucking strange, right? My dad used to work for VOE, <laughs> right? And dad, he had a, like a, a Land Rover uh, water van, right? Or it was a Land Rover Jeep. And it didn't have uh, a siren on it. It had uh, the basic orange light on top of it. So like, if they uh. had to go and fix something, they would slap that on. They say like they were working, like they had to get them fixed at some time. Like, <laughs> and it was, I think it was Niall Burke. Fucking called them Nino because when my dad was driving through quarter, he put that on. They'd be all Nino, Nino, you know out there. So uh, <laughs> not much happening out in Claudia. Very good. <laughs> that's the time. Like, highlight of the uh, fucking week. <laughs> so um, that's you can see straight. So I got my fucking nickname Fat Cat because a they didn't want to call me Fat Bastard. They wanted to call me Fat Cat, and that was from fucking Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> so. It's like, I watched this moment, so I went wild there, because uh, I was a pudgy kid, so uh, that's one of my mates, uh, Emma Deary, he called me Fat Cat from the Japanese Rescue Range. That's what that was, yeah. like, I'm, I need to go back and watch uh, that show. <laughs> I actually want to see my origins, you know what I mean? Um, huh. But I asked, no, my brother definitely asked for a reach out right there. And what we'll do as well is we're putting up still accept permissions. Um, so we'll pop the link onto the, the Facebook page if, if anyone's listening and they, they want to give anything towards the Cancer Research UK charity because of, uh, for, for this cause. We'll uh, certainly pop the link on and feel free to do so and all donations are welcome and thanks for anyone that does. Uh, he's completing it tomorrow now. He, he has is going to have his 300k done by tomorrow. I'm going to do Claudia. They would see it finished off. Like, so, uh, a fair play to him. He has a fucking, my brother has a fucking mission. Like, you know, he's, he's fucking ah. for his age, he's, he's a very gentle fucking truck diet and all this here, like, uh, I don't know how he gets away with it too, because he's a big fucking loser too, so, uh, he's still going from the family, so, um, uh, but no, he's, that's the actor he's out there, um, just a wee off note there on, he just recently introduced him to Kenny Omega, <laughs> so he's, yeah, ah. man, he's, 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 he was saying to me, he was all like, who's this guy, <laughs> so, all like, first of all, it's another Canadian, you know what I mean? Canada produces the best wrestlers, you know what I mean? So, uh, they seem to do that, yeah. You, you uh, couldn't really uh, argue that. I, uh, I showed him this video, sir, it was like, um, all Kenny's movies. Like, uh, there's a wee young fella, like, watching Kenny Omega for the first time. I went through, like, Kenny's 25 top moves. My brother, like, see the one wing angel, or the snap, what do you call the snapdragon? Snapdragon. Uh, uh, and then what he called the one Kenny did where he jump off the top of the turnbuckle or oh, oh, Kenny picks him up and he's trying to get German suit flex. It's like the upper, the, the whole core upper body strength of Kenny, like, you know. Yeah, it's just um, a German suit Aye, that's what it is called. Like, that's, he was like, holy fuck, the strength of this man. Like, but he, of course, what do you think is the selling point? His of hair! The V-Trigger. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to be his hair. Oh man, no! When he's seen that, because he, he, he knows the track. He's an old, he's an old school wrestling fan, but he knows the crack about like how you improvise the sounds. But like when he sees Kenny do the D trigger, he can't tell the difference. He doesn't know if it's genuine or if it's like you know, so it's all like. Okay, but he hard. knows he's like it's uh But uh, hopefully, I'm trying to get him on the AEW bus. That's what it was like now. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. No man, that's it. Um, but I tell you what. Um, but I got to say. He'll. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll put the link into the, the the Facebook page for anyone that's listening that wants to give towards it because that is a good cause obviously and obviously it's 
very obviously heavy related to yourself get so um well thanks for sharing as well i know it's obviously not easy to talk about so thanks for sharing but um all right well, probably... um, look just that's if anybody i know if anybody like that the big c is a it's a bad word like you know even like when a i fucking scary it, word it was man i like when i first i was in tears when i first heard it because like that's the first thing was i'm going to lose my father but like mm. given the way it is now it's going it's like it's one of the most treatable ones and it's right. like i thought because of the way things are going with the pandemic I was, because I've been reading a lot of people saying like they're missing their treatments and stuff like that there, mm. and that's scary. They think about it because nobody should be missing those treatments, like especially like fuck when it comes to that that fucking disease, as I call it. Like you know what I mean? Um, but like my followers, I, I count my blessings, and I'm not even religious. Like you know what I mean? Um, he's got us like treatments going. He's starting as I said, he's starting as like treatment next week. Do you know what I mean? And he, he no, he is a. Think we have been told. I'm not going to discuss what's been the the, the path down there, but like it's uh, he's chosen that path because that's the only option. Um, but like it's it'll extend his life. That's the thing. As long as we can keep my old man around for fucking, to hopefully like if he goes down the same street as my my granny, he, he's in his eighties. You know what I mean? Late eighties. So hopefully it goes that way. You know what I mean? But like that's that's the way it's been going. So. No, well, man. Like I say, uh, we're happy to the link up there and try and raise all the money we can for such a good cause but uh again thanks for sharing the story kit um but we'll probably take a quick break there and we'll be back with you momentarily and like i say we'll be discussing the uh colin's got the anime for us we'll be talking about a few tv shows few trailers and of course we'll be talking AEW more because you know we can never talk about AEW enough <laughs> We need to get them to listen to us. We need to get Shivani. <laughs> we listen to yours, listen to yours. It's on track. We'll take a break and we'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Uh, that was Cyberpunk 2077 featuring Fat Cat. <laughs> <laughs> just, just inquiring what what Colm was doing after the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, in case, in case he needs work, you know, or needs me to do some work. This, this is this is what I love about these Discord things. Anything can happen, you know. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, but I, I know what you're saying, Colm. Just uh, so obviously, what little, what 
as Tony Schiavone would say, we'll peek behind the curtain here. Um, Colin's obviously muted your music, and he's absolutely right. Is listening to that music just makes you want to play Cyberpunk again? A hundred percent. That is some. You can't hear it. <laughs> I can't hear it. Come here. Is there an in-game soundtrack here too? Because do you remember we were on one night there, Colin, and I was doing a mission, and I'm doing it all stealth gun uh, pistol wise, and I said, "Dude, the music is on real." That was the in-game music. Yeah, they're, they're on the, the, the you know official soundtracks on Spotify. Um, that, the tra like that? that that track that's playing isn't on um, the soundtrack though. You have to you can get that on um, CDR's uh, YouTube, I think. So that's ah. the the cello version of the Rebel Path, which is Johnny's theme, and that studio, right, you, should, yeah. you got the shitty end, so you never got to hear this. <laughs> no. I got the shitty ending. I th I didn't I didn't understand. Well, I say I got the shitty ending. I didn't have a choice. Oh yeah, because you have no patience. Well, given the yeah. way you played that game, was it all like, oh shit, going down, just go and punch a guy in the face. No, no. Um, <laughs> so uh, like, for you to have your full like options uh, for your ending, you need to basically finish Do too, too many side too, uh, It's too specific major quest line, side quest lines that you have to do, like Pan Am's, uh, and then Johnny himself has like a, a quest line. Um, and then there's a ending that I haven't seen that apparently you get, you know the way when you hit the pause you've got those three numbers that are the percentages, they're progressing. Yeah. One of them is how friendly you are with, with Johnny, uh, and that all depends on how you respond to him and that. Um, ah. so you have to get that above a certain amount and then when you're at the, you know, the scene where you make your final choice basically when you're heading into yes. the end game, there's something you do there where you don't make a choice for five minutes and it gives you a, a secret ending, uh, that I haven't seen. Hmm. There we go. Didn't know that. Very spooky. Sweet. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna change gears here there, uh, though. So, Colin, obviously, this is the floor is yours for this. So, it's the real waifus of the Evil well, Hills. Feel free to um, to chip in. Where I'll try and can. chip in, but the only anime I watched last year was Helsing, and I was disappointed after ten years. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, a lot of the, a lot of these shows oh. I've, I've I've spoke about on past. Uh, Podcast, but like 2020. I Are these the standout ones for you? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. The the came out in 2020. I didn't watch a ton of current layer and stuff in, in uh, last year. Um, I was mostly watching stuff that had come out previously. But anyway, sort of the, out of the stuff that I watched that came out last year, um, the ones that sort of stick in my head were like I really enjoyed the new Ghost in the Shell. Um, uh, have you not watched that? You should, because you watch standalone complex. Because uh, to me, it's it's more standalone complex than, and that's good. You were saying get past the the bad CGI. Yeah, the only only shame. Um, I mentioned as well about. Uh, I think I spoke about this one before. Brand new animal. Which is uh, Studio Trigger, which is one of my favorite uh, favorite animation studios. 
Um, but the anthropomorphic animals and humans and racism and stuff. Because mm. 2020. No, it was really good, really nice, nice uh, animation as you'd expect from Trigger, uh, and those all the neon sort of colors look really cool. Yeah. Um, the other one that I'd already spoken about before, which probably was my favorite thing I watched that came out last year, was Doro Hit Doro. Uh, the one about the wizard, lizard head man. and the lizard head guy, and it's just absolutely bonkers, um, oh. and, and brilliant. I never told you this, I watched the first episode of that because I only found out recently that it's a Netflix original. Ah. Yeah. Would you think? Fucking bonkers. <laughs> would you watch more of it? I would, I, I, the only problem I have, I'm not gonna lie to you, um, completely forgot myself. I watched the first episode, thought it was mad, but I thought we must get around to watching more, but I, I, I ended up moving house and all that there then. And then, when we got moved in, I don't want to fucking bore you with my life, but basically we got moved in, and I thought to myself, right, I have to check my finances, and my brain just went, you're not using Netflix, get the fuck rid of that. And now I've just, you've just mentioned that, and I went, <laughs> you never finish that, you fucking idiot. So now I have a reason to get my Netflix back. That's, where Ghost, that. that's where Ghost Michelle is as well. There we go. That's my reason to get Netflix back as well. So there we go. I have a reason now to get my Netflix back. So you I'm need to watch get... fucking Castle Cag with Astro Tree. I love right, There we go. I have some <laughs> shit to do on Netflix. <laughs> you have homework, Street. No, yeah. The, um, I love the, the character designs in Doro Hidoro. It's uh, a very unique, very cool style. It is, eh? They're, they're all brilliant, especially the, the bad guys. And it's one of them things where the bad guys aren't even really bad guys, because they're, <laughs> they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Um, I enjoyed because I watched the, the, the first episode I watched. I obviously did it in the dub with the subtitles, and the the wizard seemed to have this crazy over the top. Obviously, it's Japanese. I can't really understand what they're saying. reading the subtitles, but they have this weird over the top style way of talking, even as well compared to the the other uh, characters. Which yeah, I they, they think they're better than everyone else. I, 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 that, that's the bit. They're like <laughs> superior to everyone because they talk this weird way and all. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that would would have been the favorite thing uh from, from last year if you haven't watched it and you like anime. No, even if you don't, that was the point of doing uh, this. <laughs> watch uh, it anyway. It was uh, the fact that the boy asked, "What did he say to you?" And you're all, "What? <laughs> what did he say?" <laughs> what did the guy in my say? Without any explanation, of what's going on or any context? They don't explain the first episode, it just happens and you're all, what the fuck is going on here? And he's all, what did he say? And then you learn a little bit later what the fuck's going on, but yeah. I, I, I remember you were talking about that and I remember laughing when you told me, so I did. I checked out the first episode and then moved house next you know, I will finish that. Sorry to interrupt. It's a song completely different. And something mm -hmm. I don't usually watch. It was a romantic comedy. Called uh, Kaguya-sama Love Is War. So I never watch romantic comedy animes. It's just not my thing. But uh, had heard things about this one and uh, season two that came out last year. It is fucking excellent. Basically, what it's about is um, we've got this really elite school. Uh, we're only the richest, you know, families. Uh, the children go here, and uh, everyone's all at 
snob. And um, <coughs> the but the president of the student council is like a normal guy who's just works really hard and he's really smart and he became student council president that and the vice president is uh, like you know her parents are billionaires and that <coughs> but basically the 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 premise behind the whole thing is they both fancy each other but neither is willing to admit it uh and it's as if they're trying to get the other to confess to them um and and that's pretty much it it's just all the weird shit they get up to and then Sorry? So you're saying it's a cerebral romantic comedy? Oh, aye. They're always trying to uh, trick each other into uh, confessing. Um, and the, it's got a really good supporting cast of the the, uh, the student council as, as well, because you've, um, you've probably seen on the internet uh, Chica, the, uh, it's a pink hair girl. There's, um, there is a video, it's called the Chica Chica Dance. Um, and it is the end and credits of only one episode, but it's this really well rotoscoped, like animated um, dance sequence she's doing in the office, and it's just it's fucking hypnotic. The um, the song would give you a fucking headache, but yeah, it's, it's been a it's long time since I've heard the word. It's been a long time since I've heard the word rotoscope. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yep. that, that's. That's the best way to handle it. it might, maybe yeah, it's bad, bad for some guy's wrist, but... <laughs> do we have to explain what rotoscoping is? No. Oh, you've got Google. If you don't know what rotoscoping <laughs> is, go fucking Google it. I'm Jesus assuming Christ. it's rotoscope. It's that well animated. It's that sort of, you know, I early Disney type movement where it's really smooth. Yep. I made no. And to change the theme completely again um, is another one on, on Netflix called Japan 6 uh, so apparently I'm just finding out like no this is based on a novel I'm assuming that's oh fuck yeah. right um, by the same hmm. name uh, so it's basically about uh, a giant earthquake that goes off that causes Japan in its entirety to sink into the sea and it follows a family trying to survive. It is fucking bleak, um, oh. and but it's really, really oh. good. Bleak isn't like in the grave, graveyard of the fireflies. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, I want to check out it because I know once in a while, like it's anime reasons. Like you know what I mean? It's like you want to watch something yeah. out there in the graveyard of the fireflies with wild bleak. Mm. I remember I actually sat my mom down to watch that. Like, just all like. Who would actually make something like that? It's all like, there you go. You know what I mean? But it's like a perspective. That's the thing. But like, I, that sounds interesting to me. Like, I'll check out it. So I'm it's... Always... At least it wasn't like, like, nuked again, anyway. Like, you know, every... What was that old thing where, like, uh, you see a joke about Akira? It was like, uh, Neo Tokyo. It's like, uh, uh, a nuclear explosion again, or an or nuke, or something like that there. Well, mm. ja but, like, Japan has a ton of stuff that's... Like in their pop culture that comes from the the bombings, like Godzilla being the most famous yeah. one, is an allegory for yep. for nuclear weapons. So, um, you know, obviously that has a big uh, influence on, on the stuff that's made. Uh, but yeah, Japan thinks about there were like the massive earthquake, um, the entire 
entirety of Japan floods and um, yeah, it's it's very much in the vein of you know like uh, disaster movies and stuff like that. <coughs> Goes a bit uh, bit crazy um, mm. towards towards the end with a guy doing things with balloons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 weird. Cause it's it's it is disaster movies, very grounded. But then there's also like uh, a YouTube millionaire who flies around on a handheld hot air balloon at one point, and it's like, uh, that's a weird juxtaposition. Ha! Sorry, sorry. Right. Handheld hot air balloon. Yeah, he makes a hot air balloon. It is a real good. Is a real good. Is a real good reason for doing it. Like, uh, it's like I don't want to eat. No, no. I mean, when you say handheld, do you mean he literally just has a wee handle on the end of a hot air balloon that he just flies around and dangles off the bottom of? Uh, it's not like he he flies around all the time. It. uh, it, I'll. I'll, uh, That's kind of spoiler. Is that how? I'm just curious. Is that how this works? No. Is it escape from a broken phone? He, okay, he, he has a basket like a normal hot air balloon. No, 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 no. It is. He's hanging off by his hands, but it's not like he's running around having a great time on this hot air balloon. There's a okay. There's a reason he's doing it, but it's it's one of those kind of anime genius child. How the fuck did you think to even do that? Moments. Um, right. Okay. So, aye. Okay. It, it's not that ridiculous. He's not like the fucking Wizard of Oz. That's a, that's a- <laughs> Came out of my head was the goddamn wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, we lost somebody. We lost Cat. We lost. Oh, we got, we, okay, we got no, Cat back, back again. Okay, I got back here and I, I just had a, a brief disconnection. I don't know why. Technical um, difficulties! Technical difficulties! It's okay, it's okay. We're, I, if anyone is annoyed how unprofessional this podcast is and you're listening to episode 50 and you've listened to the rest, you really need to examine your life if you're annoyed that we're having disconnections <laughs> on episode 50. Seriously, we've had a lot worse. Yes. Basically, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, it's actually... Oh, fuck, you know what we have to do? We have to make, like, a spare two minutes at the end, seeing as it's episode 50. Confessions of Behind the Curtain of Evil G Podcast. Crazy stuff that's happened. Maybe we should do that, but we'll look into that <laughs> later, sure. Yes. That'd be good, lad. Um, so, uh, any other animes, dude? Um, that's most of what uh, I want to talk about. Um, that, that actually came out last year. I could. Uh, I'm not gonna go into stuff that I watched last year because then we'll be here ah. all day. Um, <laughs> there's one other thing that's uh, it's still currently airing and I haven't watched all of it, but the final season of Attack on Titan is happening right now. Ooh, final, yeah. final season. This is it. Jesus Christ! It. I'm not even. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, um, but it it took a turn. I'd say into like you only what I've only seen one episode of that. How can that take a turn? Oh, that takes a big turn. Well, when you find out when you find out the nature of things, and then uh, yeah, I (laughs) agree with that one. If you if you've invested in Attack on Titan. Uh, it's it's fucking mental. That's that's I'm just gonna leave it like that. That's I've that's, seen one episode and I sort need of to sit there and watch that. That is fucking unreal. A quick peek behind the curtain. The first time I seen an episode of this was um, we were still obviously in the office uh, before obviously all this kicked off, and we obviously we were trying to you know do things in the office to try and you know uh, just help 
past the day and things like that because I think it was summertime and we weren't as busy. So you you brought in the laptop and we had like movies on Netflix and stuff. And then Colin decided to put on an episode of Attack on Titan. <laughs> and I, the first episode. The first, first episode, episode of Attack on Titan. And I was sitting watching up at the screen because our queue was pretty quiet. I think I and, know what moment you looked up at. Yeah, I did. I looked up at the moment of a woman being bitten half. <laughs> Oh, and, and, yes. I know that that when I sat there, I remember calling and them I, to watch it. But I remember looking around, going, "I'm the only person that's looked up. Everyone else has just went back to work, and I'm the person going, what the fuck?'" I had fucking nightmares about that when I like remember he said to me, "Do you watch Attack on Titan?" I was like, "Okay, great animation. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the story goes." And then when you see fucking that happen, and you're like, "What the it's fuck great. is this?" You know what I mean? I'm freaked yeah, out. I was all like, <laughs> I mean, it, it freaked me out to see those fuckers. I mean, and that's what they are. That's, man, I, I actually had nightmares about that. It's like, ooh. But they, they introduced the kid and the ma, and you're thinking, right, these are going to be main characters. They're going to be survivors. Fuck that shit. This woman's getting bitten in half by some skinless giant. Oh, man, it's, it's just freaky. That's... That's what really fucking... It was so... I'm getting shivers from just even fuck? thinking about that again. When you see that the first time, because you do not know what the fuck is happening. What the fuck is a Titan? Man. That's when I seen it. It was like, holy shit, what ah. is this? You know what I mean? Is it... But Cap, but Cap, weirder than that, five minutes later, there's some doll with a potato hanging out of her mouth. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's yeah. Sasha. <laughs> what the fuck? Food is food. <laughs> uh, so, so I watched the entire thing um, from the start again because it's been it so is. long, and I get my get into that part game. and it laughed my ass off again at it. I knew it was coming at all. It was better than I remembered. Attack on Titan has been a big thing for anime fans. though at the moment, and like I said, I'm not an anime. I wouldn't class myself as an anime fan, but I've heard a lot about it. Like I say, I've seen one episode. It is... It's a, is it a manga as well, or is it just yeah. straight up Yeah, manga? it's a manga. Is the manga finished? Yes. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it happens. So they're, they obviously... They didn't do the thing where they caught up with the manga and then wrote their own story. They no. Waited. Well, yeah, so uh, that's why it's taken so that's long. Cool. Um, that's cool. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Then you end up with things like, you know, filler arcs. That's what killed Bleach. Well, not in all our things, but like, uh, didn't do any favors. Like, there's big, there's, you know, like 20 episode fucking chunks of Bleach where just the quality drops completely, and then it all just goes through the fucking floor anyway. Just quick one, Colm, was um, One Punch Man season two this year too, wasn't it? No. It was last year, wasn't it? That was last year, I. Yeah. I think I just rewatched it, that's what it was. But, uh, I know, definitely Attack on Titan. I'm waiting to do it all fun. I'm doing the thing as you do. Wait till the whole thing ends and then you know, something bunch the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I look forward to sitting down and uh, watching the last season of it because... So that's happening. It's a fucking epic story. Uh, I love that story. There's stuff that came out last year I haven't watched that I really need to watch. Like ReZero, uh, the second season of ReZero came out and I love that. That's one of the ones where the... Um, the guy gets transported to the other world, like, there's thousands of those, but this is one where 
he thinks he's going to be amazing, but he just ends up being himself in the other world, so he gets killed, but he, you know, respawns every time he gets killed, but he just dies repeatedly. <laughs> um, and I think that, that, that'll do it for anime. That's enough of that. Fair enough. Um, well, we will move on to some big TV shows then that we enjoyed last year, and... We'll start off with a big one, because the first season was so good, uh, we have to talk about The Boys. And The Boys, season two, just up the ante something. Now, I know there's some people who say they preferred this first season. Me and the missus definitely preferred season two, because it was just fucking bonkers. And there's one scene I think we have to talk about, and I think it was episode three, where the deep decides to try and stop Yep, the deep decides to try and stop Billy Butcher from entering the sewer pipes, and he pulls up a big wheel onto the beach, and Billy Butcher is on a speedboat, and he's having none of that shit. <laughs> when you saw the wheel, this... when you saw the wheel, <laughs> you knew it was happening. Like, cause, oh, cause you, you know what happened, like the whole dolphin thing in <laughs> the first season. I was like, uh, there's a wheel. They're gonna one up this, aren't they? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fact that poor Huey was stuck beside the still beaten heart. <laughs> and he was just like, nah, I've got to rest here. Carl <laughs> uh, Urban, I swear to God, he, he is Billy the Butcher. Like, unbelievable. Uh, fucking unbelievable. No, he's Carl not. You know the, he's Judge Dredd. And that's I was like, just about that... to say, the only thing that depresses me about the boys is how much I want a Dredd too. Yeah, or a, or are a they dread, not on about making an, a dread a TV a show? Are they not on about making a TV show and it's based I, off I, uh, recruits? But he's going to be know. in it. He says he's been contacted, but that's about all we have at the minute. I really Mega City One is what they're calling the show. Um, but, See, uh, uh, just a topic on that. Like, when you're playing Cyberpunk, did you just not like get that, oh, I that vibe? Totally mega. Especially oh, the big power blocks. Yeah. Big sort of mega blocks. They were total Judge Dredd fucking. Aye. 100%. But anyway. Aye. Sorry, what uh, were we boys. talking about? <laughs> boys. Boys. Right. Unbelievable. I, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's. I, I, I can understand why someone might prefer the first season because, like. Um. Like the second season, that like is where things that you have your your premise in the first season that's defined and it's go along. Then in the second season, all that starts to sort of fall apart more. But it's it's more about what each of the characters is going through than the than the overall premise of the of what the show is based on. So Do you know, you know how you can tell it's very Garth Ennis. So if you ever noticed this. Uh, Anything Garth Ennis uh, seems to, like, he'll always up the ante. Season one, he'll oh, always right. have like a band of crazy characters, right? The season, season two, or later seasons, whatever season they'll, there's always something to do with Nazis. Mm. One of yeah. one of Garth Ennis's favorite things to do is to fuck over the Nazis. <laughs> I'm more worried like when he's going to bring out a preacher. When's he going to bring out a show about the pro? Oh, right. Or even when's he going to bring out a show about dicks? 
That's well. I want to. I, I, the, the I think is, that will actually work in this country. The, you know, he, he they, why, why would he make the pro when he's made the boys, which is just that? Well, is that not the right. thing exclusive about the thing? It was um, he is actually meant to be getting a couple of shows. That's why the whole point of the boys was it was like they wanted the boys as a TV show, but Gareth wanted more. Finnis um, to do more shows. Yeah, I he wants to want do to more see shows. The Oh, I'd want the authority. It'd be a good. Um... Yeah, that, why not? Like it's, but like that's like I, he has a fucking he's a Northern Iron Man. Like I, um, oh, yeah, he's for, I, I can't. I I don't understand why he hasn't like done something for over here. Like you think about it, I give you remember the graphic novel. I give you Dex. I know people would probably wonder what the fuck's he on about Dex. Like it was a Gareth Ennis novel that's based over here. About wasn't it two banger lads? Wasn't it? I forget the names of them, but like I know one was wasn't one of the main characters, and it was called Wanker, and he was a big fucking big burly boy, but he had like his arm was like a fucking bolt, like a brick shit house, and he wore glasses because the wanking made him blind. But it's like he wanked that much that his right arm was like fucking huge. Um, but like that that you know what was the, the what do you call the or comedy shows we have over here? And we have Mrs. Brown boys. Forget that. Um, my headpiece. Give my headpiece. That's exactly. I can't understand why he didn't do something like that over here on like Earth. Ennis doesn't like. He says himself, he prefers to write about things that don't affect his life. Mm. He says himself. Oh yeah, we'll get that. Um, effect, but I still think he would ah. made a fucking market on that's been made over here. Like you know what I mean? Could have, you never know. You never know. But as far as the boys is concerned, I can't wait for. Because, uh, do you know the scene that was fu the fucking thing that was madness? Do you remember they were in court and heads just started popping? Oh, that was fucking amazing! <laughs> and then you find out who it is at the end and you're like, holy shit! It is, uh, as like I said, I've read The Boys and I, the th I, he did it with Preacher and I'm glad he's doing it with The Boys. Two different things now. Like, I've read The Boys, and now I don't know what's going on. Pretty much, as with Preacher. You didn't know what was actually going to happen when you're... I don't know if you've watched all of Preacher. I did. The last season. It went from naughty 60. Because it was so different to the book, you yeah. actually didn't know what was going to happen. It was really good. Yeah, it was its, its own thing. I, I thought I, it was very... I, uh, there was like, oh, it wasn't the book, it was no good. Uh, I thought Preacher show, show, show was uh, fantastic. That's a silly thing to say. It's like, it wasn't the book, it's no good. That's no reason for you to call it no good. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, it's like... Because if it was the book, you just knew exactly what was going to happen then. What was the point in watching it? Uh, it's... I don't know they're like... Season 3 is going to be a wee bit harder to shoot because they are... Considering what the way the, the show has been shot in general, it's the pandemic. They, I think they know most of the shooting is done on Australia, so that's a good thing because like Australia has like things under control over there. So I think uh, season three will be hopefully out this year or maybe next year, um, because like, that's that's one of the main concerns they worry about season three, what to do with the pandemic. Fair play them because they were thanking everybody else because it's a large based show and that they didn't want to be putting anybody in jeopardy. That's what they were looking at. Like so, uh, there was talks that they were trying to do a sort of first season free a Mandalorian esque type of shooting. You know what I mean? They would keep the story going, but like with 
sort of limited numbers, but right. again, uh, Australia seems to have, every, and New Zealand have the same everything under control. So um, hopefully they will. We hear we will hear something from season three what's going uh, on because um, it's definitely um, a show that's fucking caught everybody's eye. You know, if you tell people they go that, watch the boys, they'll literally tell you, "Holy fuck!" You know what I mean? Uh, see the last episode where uh, Maeve, Starlight, and I always forget her name. She didn't actually have a name in the comics, but they gave her a name in the series. We 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 sign up woman where they teamed oh, up Michael and beat the shite Michael. and they beat the fucking shite out of the Nazi doll that fucking scene's amazing <laughs> oh Frenchy Frenchy turn around fucking girls do they have me to get it done <laughs> they just it's the way they just beat the all unholy snot out of her it's like you're actually like it was one or two punches where I was actually wincing it was like fuck me but it was just a pure beatdown eh? brilliant um like, Maeve really came into her own, I think, in season two. So she did. Really, really good. And obviously, everyone loves Star. And I don't know, is Huey the star of the show anymore? I don't think so. Not really. He definitely. He's definitely there, but he's not like. He's not like the focus. But yeah, I don't. Is he supposed to be well, the focus? He's kind of the. Uh, you know, the surrogate for the viewers. It's the focus in season one, really. Well, he is meant to be the Simon Pegg character, and we've got the Simon Pegg fucking, yeah. and there is the the father of you. He's the focus in season one, but I think I think ne or, uh, Amazon realized how much people love Billy Butcher, so Butcher became an even bigger part in season two. You know, he needs um, someone. The Who? actor, he is Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid. The plays you. Oh, really? yeah, that's. I don't know what they're doing. Like, pretty cool. Um, would you would you find Frenchy French? Would you say Frenchy is actually French? Oh, his accent's far too ridiculous. Man, he's actually an Israeli actor. Yeah, there you go. Fucking again, great character. That all kind of fell apart when he's like, "Would you think he's a French actor?" And you went, "No." Like he was. Cat was expecting you to say, alright. I actually thought he was, and then when I looked him up, it was like, shut the front door. Oh. <laughs> My ridiculous accent. I can't remember what episode it was, but Frenchie is clearly a Kenny Omega fan. Oh, he wears Kenny is, Omega t-shirt. Is, t -shirt. It, is it episode 2 or 3, he's wearing a Kenny Omega t-shirt? Spoilers. What? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't notice that, fuck's sake. I think it's episode two or three. Kenny's wearing a Ken or Frenchie's wearing a Kenny Omega yes, t-shirt. Uh, maybe Kenny, maybe Kenny, maybe in the third season. We don't know. Oh Jesus! Oh well, he's no, crossing over so not. many other TV shows. You never know. Uh, <laughs> um, right. Uh, we'll quick. We'll quickly move on because obviously we're. Uh, well, no, we didn't do beer necessities, but we don't want to take up too much time. Um, obviously, Disenchantment got a new uh, new season. Uh, did you watch through that call? I've watched that. I, it's good. Brilliant. It's funny. Absolutely brilliant. Fucking Aye. King, what's his face? Ah, oh, <laughs> King Bender. Fucking King Bender. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, you're totally tying it into Futurama because obviously when she goes to the the Steam World, hmm. she has to go to the the Farnsworth Park or something. Yeah. And obviously Farnsworth is. 
the could, could, name. Could just be a wee, wee Easter egg, or, well, not Easter egg, like, but a, you know, wink and nod. Aye. Uh, do you know actually Bender Fry and the Professor are in season one? Yeah, Professor was in that last season as well. No, oh, no, no, no. I mean the Professor. Oh, right, himself. right. I thought you meant the voice actors. No, oh, no, no. The, right. the Professor Fry and Bender are actually in season one. No, you know the no. bit where, uh, you know where uh, I forget the demon's name. Lucy. Lucy is using the crystal ball to sort of rewind, like a video player almost. Aye. He's showing. He's showing uh, Zog, that's his name, King Zog. He's showing King Zog what actually happened with him and his wife. See when he's flicking through, there's like three or four frames of Fry, Bender, and Farnsworth in the time machine. You remember that episode where they have to travel forward in time? Yeah. They're actually in the room going yeah. through time. That's, it's one of those things you have to pause it frame by frame, but they're fucking there. <laughs> Someone found it. I yeah, of course I didn't find it. I'd seen it on the internet, obviously. But um yeah, it's it's all the voice actors are there and uh Dog is amazing in season two. He's great in season one, but he's fucking phenomenal in season two. So he is. Have you not watched three? There's oh it's three up. Hi, that's the one I'm talking about. Are you talking about ah, season two? Oh there you go. <laughs> I'm talking season two. There you go. Fuck. There's another reason to get Netflix back. <laughs> Didn't even realize. Sorry, when did season three come up? Uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Ah, fuck. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a real dick then and ask you not to talk. Well, not spoiler, <laughs> but go ahead. Try and keep a spoiler free for me. Well, there's nothing else to say except that. <laughs> um, just as funny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's still funny. Um, more stuff happens uh, that I can't talk about because it'll ruin it for you. Sorry, sorry. I feel like an absolute ass bag now. What about transitioning over to an show? Yes. Huh? Uh, yeah. The <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Well, season two of that was definitely last year. Yeah. It's only two seasons. I still haven't watched any of it, but everyone says it's very good. Yeah, the, but uh, the, the first season. Watch the I've watched the first season. Uh, yeah. Is it a space western like everyone says it is? Um, uh, I don't know. I think it is. Uh, it's very Lone Wolf and Cubby kind of sort of thing, too. Like, um, would, would you reckon, Colm? You're also well, in in that it's uh, a guy carrying a baby around while fighting things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like even at that, that's like I think doesn't he have like real age now? Uh, TV's TV show Star Wars is probably the best way to go about things. Um, no, and saying that, it's like um, who's doing the next film? What? I, no, I'm going to I keep butchering his name. Taiwan Kunkiti. Ah! Isn't the guy that the, he's doing the next Star Wars film? The guy that Guardians of the Galaxy, or for oh. for Ragnarok. Ragnarok. And I, uh, and he's doing the actual next Guardians of the Galaxy film, and he's also doing the new Star Wars film. But as far as I know now, doesn't he seem to be going down the path of fuck it, Star Wars TV shows? It does. You know what I mean? Well, we talked but, about this um, last time. Very We're supposed to be talking about Mandalorian. <laughs> 
No, very much. He's doing a film as a comedy. What's up? He's doing a film as a comedy. Well, see, sure, he's actually a he's actually a character on the show, and oh, okay. he he's actually too involved in the show. Um, so I don't think he would. I think he's trying to be taking it serious. You know what I mean? Trying to like get right. the Star Wars vibe going right. So his character's in the Mandalorian. Yeah, then? he was on the Mandalorian, and um, because like, when you watch the behind the scenes stuff, like um, of course you got Favreau and Fellini. Um, but then there's a whole right. pile of uh, the girl from Jurassic Park's on there, um, and then, oh, there's so many different guest directors, man, and they're all brilliant. Like because it's just their take on the show, on what way they think things should go on. You know, um, I'm not going to spoil it for Did anybody. You say season two was better than season, season one. Two, I love season two, man, because a lot of people would say like I did watch a lot of criticism on it, and they were all like, oh, it's just them fucking. Throwing in all our characters, they like uh, get them out there now for the next, you know, because uh, they're getting their own seasons and stuff like that. There, but like, what way would you all do it? Like, that's the best way to do it. Like, they were great. If you to don't see introduce them. characters, they can't get their Man, own screen time. I, like. Look, I loved it, right? Because um, first of all, there's like characters there. I'm not going to say who they are. Um, I'm just uh, Calm maybe have an idea who they are because he is actually fan too. Like, but like when you see them characters show up, like, it's great. It's because it shows that they can what? do a, a they can go down this direction. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of lore in Star Wars, I think, and it's like that's them trying to do this lore and like uh, please the fans. And I, I don't know, man, because like so the so I don't know what you know about the I've only watched the first season, but I don't know what you know about that first season. Um, so I, uh, it's it goes by like each. It's almost like each episode uh, or a couple of episodes is only contained adventure, um, and it starts off with like a, it's a it's a Mandalorian bounty hunter. He takes bounties off a guy, goes gets some comes back, and he's really really good at it. And then uh, there's a, a storyline running through it that there's uh, he's trying to rebuild his this uh, Mandalorian armor, um, right. and he does the bounties to get the medal. To do that, ah, uh, okay. So, um, but that's a very minor point. That's just that's 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 his. That's what's what the reason why he does bounties. So he gets a bounty where he has to go pick up a package, but it turns out it's it's actually this um, this kid, uh, the same race as Yoda, um, obviously you know force sensitive, and it's him. Then he has to deliver it back to the guy that took the, the bounty but it turns out they're probably going to do some not so good stuff to to the kid because they're like remnants of the empire and uh, so he oh, so this is set after the original film? Um, many years after the film and after Return of the Jedi I'm not sure six years maybe six nine years after well, you said, sorry you just said the remnants of the empire so yeah. I'm guessing it's after Return yeah. of the Jedi at least. I think it's uh, six, six maybe it's six or nine years after Return well, yeah, it of the does. Jedi it's, it's, okay. it's in there okay. in a way so like it, it's um, it's him that like he, he you know he, he double crosses him on the keeps the kid and then he's on the run and also doing other bounties and stuff um, it didn't use any established Star Wars characters. It was like this. Fra I know that's 
the reason why it was so good is like it was this fresh thing. It's like let's get rid of all the baggage of you know nine films and Aye. countless TV shows, gotcha. and and make something new in oh. in this world, well, world, your galaxy. Um, so, yeah. and and it was this really fresh thing, and now in this next season, which fair, I haven't watched it yet. It could be amazing. Um, they're starting to bring that stuff back in again with established characters um and i get what cat's saying as well it's like one of like probably my all-time favorite star wars character is in it um but like at the same time it's like you don't really need to if you want to give those characters their own show you already know how popular they are give them their own show and have this this one being so its thing you know it's that's, um, uh, I agree with like I think they were just testing the waters, like, you know, I mean, but, um, right. it's, they, like, uh, there's a lot of shows being confirmed now down the pipeline, like, for them, and, um, uh, I, I can understand that because I want to, I want to focus more on the Mandalorian story, you know what I mean, because, as Colin says, it's like, it was, like, the, the element of, like, those, like, no involvement of those characters. Or uh, off, or you know, there was been tidbits of acknowledgement to what was going on. Those things happened. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's a whole galaxy war. You're you're gonna yeah. you're gonna see the effects of those, but yeah. you want to see the effects of the bigger picture movies on smaller everyday characters without then tying them back in to that main, you know, plot of Anakin Skywalker. Because then that means like every single thing in Star Wars can be tied back to this one character and yeah. that when you think about it that way you're thinking well it's not really that big a universe when this one person has any any event we've seen happen this one person had some sort of impact or hand in it um, and uh, maybe like that's you know it's Darth Vader we're talking so he would have a big impact but it's, it's I think that's why I really like the old Republic stuff. It's like it's completely separate. There's nothing um, except for the main Star Wars tropes of you know Jedi, Sith, and lightsabers. But there's nothing else that ties it to uh, those original three films. It's its own thing, and it makes a makes the world a lot deeper and uh, more to it. I think, anyway. Yeah. Can I? Can I just ask a quick question? Um, obviously, Colin, you were saying that uh, you haven't watched season two, but one of your favorite characters is brought into it. What is Salicus's crumbs uh, role <laughs> in season two? Salicious crumb. Salicious crumb. Damn, I got it wrong. He, he, re he rescues the Mandalorian. <laughs> just swings in there. Takes out about 15 guys himself. And then laughs. laughs. That would be the best episode. Oh, would. And it's not even CG'd. It's just all a hand puppet the whole time. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. All right. Uh, Salacious Crumb. Damn, I got his fucking name. I'm actually raging. I planned that joke so well and I fucked it up. Sorry. Hey, when when's he um, get his own TV show? Then? Yeah, that guy's seen some shit. Oh, could you imagine just a TV show from shit. his point of view in Jabba's Palace and just the, the everyday going, what happens in there? Is that the, 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 the translator for Jabba? No, it's the wee fucking monkey thing oh. that laughs. 
Oh, they were hugging. Yeah. Yeah. Did they not show on season one somebody eating one of them? Probably. I, I'm pretty sure it did. I? That's what that was his big part. Oh, Christ. Colin, how are we doing for time there, boss? Um. Yeah, we're uh, about 50 minutes into our second hour. Alright, I'll tell you what, well, very quickly then we'll just say Bojack final season. Fantastic. Yeah, good way to end the show, I think. That was good, yep. Um, it ended on that thing that Bojack is so good at doing where it's depressingly funny. <laughs> yeah, and that end on sort of came I didn't even realise it was at the end. It was like, wait, is that it? Aye. Oh, okay. It's you, you, the last line of the show is actually really sad, where Bojack looks at Diane and says, Wouldn't it be weird if this is the last time we ever spoke? And you're like, shit, this is it. This is the last time. Yeah. Something really that unsatisfying, really but real, really, really fitting about it. Yeah. It was fucking crazy, but it was a hell of a ride. And it's, I, I'm kind of glad that it was one of those shows that finally did come to an end. And they didn't go, hey, this is super popular, let's rip the balls out of it. They went, nah, this is a story, it's fucking done. And they didn't do like a happy ending? Anyway, it's just like, no. that's, that's it, life but will I, go I on. I think if you, if you'd have done a happy ending with Bojack, it'd have been a bit shit. Mm. Bojack's big. Yep. Every season of Bojack never ends on a happy note. It shouldn't, he's an asshole. Thing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a weird, fucking, somewhat likable asshole. Very funny though, great show. If you've never checked it out, check it out. Bojack Horseman, fantastic. And then very quickly, Witcher Season 1 was last year. Uh, it took me a while to sit down and finally watch it. Fantastic show. I didn't uh, think it would be in my cup of tea. Uh, that was really good. Despite not being based on the games, it uh, actually represented them really well. Probably because of... Mm -hmm. uh, Henry Cavill being a massive fan Henry of Cavill. the games, and yeah, pretty much doing an impression of Geralt. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Toss a coin to your watcher. Did you see? Uh, oh, uh, that uh, was very good. Did you see? Uh, he he being Henry Cavill sent like a a box of beer to the the oh, I don't know his name, but Geralt's voice actor for Christmas. <laughs> oh like fuck a, yeah! A yeah. Heard about that? Very cool. Geralt's exchanging gifts. Henry Cavill, he seems like such a cool dude, which is weird. Um, because you you wouldn't expect like Hollywood celebrities to be that down to earth, but he's clearly like you know the way you get those people that say they're nerds, but they're not really. Cavill comes across as a proper bona fide nerd, who's just an incredibly great chip, the bastard. You can do it too, just lift weights. Um, but, ah, fuck it. It's too hard You're work. not saying you're going to um, be like, trying to like, do something this year? Like, yeah, yeah, I say that every yeah. year. <laughs> I look forward to the day you come out and train me and Colin. See when, I, see when the summer kicks in and I've got the motorbike again, that's me. I feel like a fucking million dollars and I don't need to hit the gym anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's me sweet. Um, but yeah, Witcher, fantastic. Uh, we'll, we'll take five minutes because uh, I want to talk about a quick trailer for a big up and come and when I say big I mean that in several different ways but 
I don't know if you watched it, Colin, but know yourself, Captain. We have uh, the Godzilla versus Kong. Now I've been excited right. about this. I, I, uh, I haven't watched the trailer, and I'm probably not going okay. to because I'm going to get a ver point. very limited amount of time of monsters actually fighting in this film and not following some boring ass plot with humans. I think the director of this <laughs> movie has sort of realized that people don't give a fuck about. Well, we'll see. But I, what I was worried about is like you're going to show all the monster action in the trailer, and which will take away from some of the monster action I'll get in the film. So I'll just, I'll, I'll wait and There's, get my. Uh, it, it looks fantastic. I'm hoping it lives up to the hype. Um, from what I can see, obviously, you have to have a body in the film because you can't have just two good guys fighting in a movie for no reason. Um, so it looks like in this movie they're making Godzilla the body. I'm Something's still, wrong. I'm still, I, I'm, still I'm still going to cheer for. Like I'm going to cheer for the heat. Oh, I oh, cheer for the heat. <laughs> uh, that's I, uh, you, you, you cheer for the bad guy. I'm totally King Monkey or Team Monkey. Monkey's last. Monkey's the best. But, uh, we all know what's going to happen, unless you, monkey at the flip. end of the film, Cloverfield's going to show up and just wreck them both. Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> Fuck, d d shove your you know shitty design fucking anus monster <laughs> up your anus. <laughs> you <laughs> see, this is Godzilla and King Kong. Kong. If that was supposed to be amazing. That's it. Stu, would you accept that? Two of the all-time great oh. fucking monsters and fucking Cloverfield no, no. shows up and rinses them. Oh, I didn't say rinse them. I just said Cloverfield shows up and them two look around and go, we'll deal with this pussy first, then we'll get back <laughs> to no, business. You know what would happen? No, no. Godzilla would turn to Kong and say, you sit down, take five. We don't need both of us for this. <laughs> <laughs> and he Here's just, a banana. There you go, big guy. <laughs> and then Godzilla roars at the Cloverfield monster and it runs away. Do a flip again. <laughs> <laughs> Do a flip for a film ever. Cloverfield monster. That's not yeah, even a good uh, film. Like Cloverfield itself. It just ah. Uh, see, that's what JJ Abrams was always good at doing. There, it's like creating this mystery but not having anything good. Thank you, Carl. It. That's us. It was the mystery. Um, because when you seen that trailer, that's all I wanted to know what the fuck it was. Yeah, and that's that's all. It was actually, a big monster. It was all like, oh my god, this is so cool because it's sort of a, you know, a tribute to Godzilla and Kong. That's all it was. It's um, a bad, but, like, badly designed Titans monster. That is fucking beating the shit out of it. And this new film, and it looks really epic. Well, it's like Stu, pardon me. <laughs> it's like Stu, it's like Stu said. It's um, what is the reason behind Kong or not Kong? Godzilla flopping out. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is. It is. It's pure movie plot, but I'm I'm just surprised that Godzilla's had two movies. Kong's only had one. Be to say, I suppose Godzilla's more a famous. Because the first Godzilla movie, he is the bad guy, and there's been Godzilla movies where he has been the destroyer of Tokyo and all. King Kong is more the uh, the big beast that's been captured and put on display. He's Kong's never been really stomping around cities, destroying them for no reason. Maybe it made this is me going in this shit too much, I guess. But maybe that's why Kong's a good guy in this. See if it, um, but see the if one it, thing, the one thing. See if it comes down to it, and there has to be a winner between yeah. the two. It's gonna be Godzilla, and 
it's not because of any like oh Godzilla could beat Gong because of this. It's gonna it would be because Toho are stupidly protective of Godzilla and will not let him get beat. Mm, I would say. True. And now that I'm saying that, I, I remember do. they did this in the the last one. I'm pretty sure King Kong won that one. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but my theory is that Kong at the moment is only being called Kong, where Godzilla's being called King of the Monsters. So if Kong was to beat him, he would finally earn the name King Kong. Blah. <laughs> Best argument ever. Blah. <laughs> But yeah, looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be a good laugh. Like I say, as soon as I seen King Kong do a John Woo fucking action movie dive, I was sold. So, Cap disappeared again, and he's back again. Happy Technical difficulties uh, again. 26th of March, it's going to be released in cinemas in the States, obviously, and HBO Max. I don't know how we're going to get it over here. I don't care how we get it over here. I'm going to get it. I'm going to watch it, and I think it's going to be I'm just not, big, silly fun. I'm not paying £16 for a rental, though. No, no fucking way. If, I, if they try that shit, no. Um, well, if, if it needs to be uh, quote-unquote other means, then fuck it, that's how I'll do it, and then I'll buy it when it's at a proper sensible price. Um, but yeah, it's a movie I definitely want. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Just two big monsters beating each other up. But we'll move on quickly, and we're going to talk AEW. And this is this is the kind of a downer. Um, uh, you... so, it we is. have to get it out. We have to get it out of the way. Yeah, you should get uh, that out of the way first. Yes. So and it's been a month now. It has been a month, but on Boxing Day, our last day. we we are a month late, but we obviously only uh, yep. uh, do podcasts of monthly. But Boxing Day, twenty twenty. Uh, I'm not just saying this because the man's passed away, but seriously, one of the fucking best. Uh, on the mic in the ring. 41 years old, Brody Lee, leader of the Dark Order, the Exalted One, sadly passed away yep. due to long issues. And I'm not going to lie, see when that message appeared in our chat, I was fucking devastated. It, and I, I didn't understand why, because it's not like I knew the man personally or anything, but it was just, it was, it was such a big part of your weekly TV viewing, and he was so fucking good and his career i'm not just i'm not trying to shit on wwe here but obviously in wwe he was a big silent guy in the wyatt family or in any this tag team or whatever but he never got to be the creative person he could be and he only had what seven months maybe in aew and his promos his creativeness he really got the shine he was at the top of his game and he was sadly taken away from us but i'm going to pour a big one for the big rig yeah, he was one for the big Jameson uh, for the big man, like fuck him because big rig. As you say, Stu, it's like uh, I woke up. The, it was my cousin Kevin, you know, an our big fanatic wrestling fan, sent me, and like, I remember I was sleeping and I woke up and I said it on a Reddit. I was like, I got up and going, oh no 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 no, and I went I went down to my ma and said my ma was all strong. I was like one of my favorite wrestlers is fucking dead, you know, and she was like, what what happened? And I was like, I don't know. It was all like, it's, it was fucking shocking, it was, you know what I mean, uh, like, I, from WWE, I remember like, Strowman was my man, but like, I had grown much too fucking Brody, or as he known as, uh, what was he, Luke Harper, Harper, you know what I mean, uh, and it was like fucking, 
when he joined, it's like we were expecting. I think everybody was expecting Matt Hardy to be the exalted one. But when the yes. drop that was Brody, it was like it was like yes, this this guy can fucking go. I knew from like it was like I could understand his frustration with WWE when I was watching because like he was like basically reaching out to say I can do more. You have to have faith in me. Uh, but of course with WWE, it's. That's, that's so weird because it's just, it's uh, not to do with nah, their business. Don't be making about bashing WWE's booking practices. That's not, not, not about bashing WWE, man. It was like, it's just, they didn't see him as the man. That's what it was. Or the, Aye, but the, don't, the, the the don't focus on what he didn't do. Focus on what he did do. And what he did but do they, is they, he they, came they, in they, the eight. They, 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 give him, they give him a push. He was under Continental Champion. He was a tag team champion. You know, I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers were actually very good. I actually enjoyed the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, but like when I, he came over to AW, he was like fucking. This is where he should be. Is because he was given full creative control of himself. Like, you know, I, and he had ideas and stuff. I remember one of the last times, very quickly though, I did watch WD. I remember I was in my, my brother-in-law at the time, Mitchell's house, and it was the Wyatts were on. And I remember looking around and going, "That big guy in the shirt, in the white shirt, he's gonna be a big deal." And obviously, that was one of the last times I watched it. And then when he came out as the exalted one. And even when he first spoke, because I've never heard him talk before, and he literally came out, and I think it was, wasn't it Daniels? He just fucking took his head off, and I was like, this is amazing. Mm. And every time he was in the ring, the commentators, JR, Shivani, Excalibur, they just made a massive deal out of him. Like, this was, this was, he was a walking apocalypse. And it was like, this guy's a fucking superstar and then he turned like i always liked the dark order but they obviously weren't gaining traction well that's not they weren't gaining traction they were they they were there but they weren't that big of a deal no they definitely weren't but like there there was i could never understand that because remember like when we first started watching um aid up you okay no no i can hear you Dude. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> why we can hear you come. Um, even when we first started watching, I remember seeing the Dark Order for the first time. That was and we were all accepted. Uh, Numero Uno and uh, what do you call the Orga Grace? Grayson. 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 Yeah, I man, just even Numero Uno getting like the, the throwing bolt out of people and something yes. on. You know that was brilliant because it was all like it had like elements of like the Dark Ministry, but it was like done right. It was all like this is a cult uh of you no know, wrestling. You know, maybe it's like um but like as you say, it was like I was missing that one piece. And then they got the big man, big rig. You know what I mean? And like uh he just fucking elevated them. And like it's it is fact like, you know what I mean? You look at all the stars that he has on there, um but number ten, he's actually yep. he's getting a nice wee push at the moment. Uh Anna J. Um um yep. Elsador. And of course, we Johnny Hungy, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> man, like it's the they are like the future. I like, guess definitely as like as um, and the rest of the members are all great too. Like, you know, um, my annoyance is hang, Hangman didn't join them. I was like, fuck's sake, Hangman! <laughs> you know what I mean? You could have joined it, like, you know. Um, but it's 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 was bad. Like what what happened to him? And it's like you know he's taken from us so short, you know, because there was so much talent there. And that's I said, we were talking about her. It was one of my favorite wrestling matches here. 
is when he fucking squashed Cody. That man went out and fucking dominated. Like, and you can just tell that guy can go. He's and like the Moxley match too. You know when he fought Moxley, it was like you could see like a fucking raw talent. You know what I mean? He he, he was fucking. It's, it breaks my heart to see that man fucking leave us. You know what I mean? From life in general, and it's just. He had so much, and it's like I just I'd love to see if he was still around. What what the what up? Two matches you, know you I mean? just mentioned. Mm. Two matches you just mentioned. There, I think one of the uh, so the Mox match at Double or Nothing for the the belt. The mm. the thing I couldn't believe was when Mox hit him with the the paradigm shift, and Brody ah. kicks out at one, and just laughs. You're like, holy shit, this guy's unstoppable. That was that was like he lost the match, obviously. He looked like a superstar, and then you say like the Cody match. Now the thing that made that match so fucking amazing was Cody was TNT Championship, and he had defended that belt what nearly twelve times, week in week out. And Cody had put up all these amazing, uh, all these amazing uh, fights and stuff. And the thing that made it so crazy, like Cody's not fucking you know a no name. Cody's not like uh, you know a mid card or anything. Cody is like top tier in AEW. He goes out and he throws a couple of punches and then Brody literally squashes him in three and a half minutes. And it was it was it was when the match was over, you had JR, you had fucking Shivani and Excalibur couldn't believe what had just happened. Like three and a half minutes, Brody Lee's murdered Cody Rhodes, and then the Dark Order then proceed to absolutely murder the entire nightmare family. And just the Dark Order, top of the fucking food chain, it was like it's amazing absolutely incredible i remember my jaw being on the floor i think we talked about it for days after the murder of cody rhodes and all that there but yeah. um it was the day the day we found out very sad that being said we obviously have to talk about the incredible tribute night AEW did yeah i think it was a thing of beauty what they did for that man colin i don't know if you're still there i can't hear you boss I can see your wee thing lighting up like you're talking, but I cannot hear you. I'm here. You are there. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Um, I, I, it's just you hadn't said anything. Sorry, man. <laughs> um, but and the, the tributes the, in general were like yeah, everywhere. The whole like, wrestling yeah. world came together for like no oh, one had like, a single bad thing to say. Man, that's Baggy. Uh, I have like Baggy was like the, one of the most tightest friends with him. I was <laughs> like. Uh, you know, it's like even on there, like you seen there, like the, even on WWE, like there was ones like wearing the armbands for Brody. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's so heartbreaking. Like it's, it's, I, I, to be honest with me, like it's just I, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Like fucking, and when he came on the side, right. you know what I mean? Because he was a powerhouse. Like you know, and then like it, again, I get taken from a so sudden. You know, and it's uh, what else? He's a powerhouse. That's what it is. But it, then he's absolutely hilarious on BTE. Aye, man, because like, he, he, he heard that they were talking about BTE. It's like fucking, how he take man, like, yeah, how did he do Because they were fucking corpsing, like, fuck all the time. Like, you know, a bunch of mania would be having right, a field yeah. day, what well, kind of fucking shit they're sending for the man, or sending for the yeah. big rig, you know what I mean? Um, it's fucking mental, like, it's, it's, it's just like, he shouldn't have been taken from us, like, you know, um, but like one thing I will say is, uh, what do you call him? The what do you call the kid? This kid. Oh, negative, negative one. one. That kid has a bright future. He's gonna be. Legendary. I'd say right. I'm I'm putting this on like uh, he's 
from like Kenny Omega's point of view, I would say like you know way Kenny was a kid going on the all fucking you know man. He is the next Kenny Omega, I think. He that man if he's in the business from that age, you know man, and has that support, you know man, he's going to be Cat, do you watch do you watch AW Dark? No, but I, I get something done. You should I watch should, the last because you said he was commentating. Watch the last half an hour. He's fucking hilarious mm. commentating. So he is. <laughs> and Taz and Excalibur are corpses left, right, and center around him. Just some of the crazy stuff he's coming out with. He's obviously eight years old. He's a wrestling fan, and it's like it's like imagine you were eight years old and being allowed at a commentator table. You'd be saying all types of crazy shit, and this kid's allowed to say it, and it's just amazing. He's absolutely fantastic. I, it, man, that's going to be the business. Like, yes, a kid's going to be surrounded with it, and like, that's, that's, I hope, I like, that's what I was thinking. Right, 38 now. Hopefully, I'm on a 58, and I'm still watching wrestling. That, that kid is going to be on, and he's going to be the big next big rig. Be a new exalted he one. He's a new exalted <laughs> one. You know what I mean? And it's like. That's, that's, I look forward to that, you know what I mean? I can't wait to see that when I'm something down the line and I'm something old and it's like, he's the next generation, you know what I mean? It's like... It's good to see that they done that great tribute now for him though, because, like I say, the whole wrestling world seems to be affected by it. He's, he was, as as you say, Kerry, he was one of the best and he'll be missed. And I, like I say, it was just devastating when it was announced. Um, God rest his soul and I hope his family's all good and I can't wait to see more of we negative one in the meantime. Um we end up we should talk about some other things as well. Uh but that was that was probably the biggest news from the last month. Um the last time we talked about AW the, the Kenny Omega thing had happened, hadn't it? Kenny had Ran off to Impact. Aye, if you're not a wrestling fan at the moment, and you're now just coming back, it now is the best time because we have the fucking how can we put it? It's it's not the the Monday Night Wars anymore or the crossover or WCW versus WWE anymore. We have the we have now Impact and well, TNA. And I remember. Um, yeah, it, it was right after they had said they're going to be on Impact, but. That hadn't happened when we recorded. It hadn't happened. Well, yet, like, yes. what's, it hadn't happened. Uh, yet. If you're not, that's what I mean. But like, my God, that's even again, explaining my brothers all like AEW is like crossed over with another wrestling company, and he's like, what? You know what I mean? It's so, like, yeah. The crazy thing is, obviously, as you know, I have been an Impact guy. Yeah. Uh, Colin, I know you've started watching Impact because of this. Uh, Cat, have you checked it out at all? Have no, you... but I'm going to because. It has to be done now. Okay. This is an hour show. Uh, we oh. have to watch the, the happening. Impact had its uh, first pay-per-view of the year there in January. Uh, hard to kill. And Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers fought the Impact World Champion. And it was supposed to be the former Impact Tag Team Champions. One of them sadly had to isolate and things like that. It was absolutely amazing main event. So it was. Uh, Kenny Omega, Rich Swan are the two uh, champions, and the big thing of the night was that was Kenny Omega actually pinned Rich Swan as the Impact World Champion. Um, so now a lot of the Impact guys are coming out and giving Rich Swan shit because he lost to Kenny Omega. Um, it's it's and then 
Tony Khan was actually, and I don't mean, like, Tony Khan does these weekly ads, which are fucking hilarious, by the way. Tony Khan is a comedy genius uh, with Tony Giovanni. But he was actually, and I genuinely, he's like, I won't say in the crowd, because he, he, Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn were the only crowd during an Impact match because Private Party were on Impact challenging for the Impact Tag Champions. Shit's getting crazy. So it is, and, but the weird thing is, and Colin, you can back me up on this. On Impact, Tony Khan's kind of a heel. Oh, he's definitely. <laughs> like, totally screwed, <clears throat> fucking Chris Saban. Who's a bigger heel, Tony Khan or Tony Giovanni? Oh, because Giovanni yeah. comes out with some great lines. Oh, belt lines. Um, but it was it was Tony Khan out there with his wee notebook and pen. Uh, I. <laughs> making notes of James Storm and Saban and now uh, Private Party are now the number one contenders for the Impact Tag Team Champions but the problem is the Impact Tag Team Champions are running around AEW Dynamite like they own the fucking show yep it's it's crazy stuff they keep calling themselves mm -hmm. the Bullet Club Mm, so I don't that's think the they, other big name that's being I don't, dropped. I don't think they can do that, but they're just doing it. <laughs> just, just for the hell of it. Um, aye, it's, it's been really, really good to, to see that, that sort of crossover, especially like, since both, <coughs> both sides are, you know, benefiting from it. I suppose especially Impact. They really are. Like, especially Impact. AEW is the bigger thing. Um, and like, I'm one person that started watching Impact. How many others have as well? And Impact is good. I was say it's that the, the ratings had gone up on Impact because of the whole crossover. It's like, uh, one, they're choosing nice surf, I guess, now. Yeah, they yeah. said there was a massive spike in viewership. It's because of the what's going on at the moment, like, and that's great. That's great, you know, and the rest of the community because, like, it's despite you know the what's going on, like the it's obviously focused to give that support to the old wrestling group. You know, when it's like go watch their show. You know, when it's like yep. Well, as a man who's never watched Impact before, Colin, what have you been what have you been thinking of? Um. Wasn't crazy about the commentary team, but now the commentary team is a bit better. <laughs> yeah, it I don't, is, I don't, I don't like Josh Matthews, but he's gone now, and we got Matt Stryker, which is mm. definitely the lesser two evils there. Um, yep. Yeah, it's it's good wrestling. Like, um, it can be silly as well, which so can AEW. Like, uh, just as the. The very first episode I watched, they were having a trial for an attempted murder of, like, <laughs> like there's a guy from the 80s, there's something to do with uh, some sort of perfume that changes a man into another man, there, <laughs> a guy fought himself at that pay-per-view, yes. yes. and, and killed himself, by the way, and, and killed himself. Like, his other self, he's still alive and he's fine now. He no longer has the Karate Man. So at no, the Karate Man uh, won. Oh, no, the Karate Man won. 
Alright, so the karate man's now the loose persona. Yeah. <laughs> That's been good. Uh, they have a really good yeah. weapons division um, as well. They do. Um, and they just introduced Tide. Sadly, they lost. Sadly, lost one of their best at the minute. Uh, Tide um, Valkyrie. Tide is. She is something else. Unbelievable. Uh, be nice to see her show up in AW, but I'm guessing with the whole crossover. And where her husband Why would is? she leave? I heard, obviously, Johnny John Morrison is WWE. Now, I guess that's where she'll end up with him. Yeah, I think that's that's a safe enough bet to, to say. Um, uh, right, so it's good to be watching something else as well. Um, like the the stuff Kenny has been doing there. Obviously, you have Matt Hardy and uh, Private Party come over as well. Um, for some shenanigans, they're definitely playing up the heels. So oh, right. like uh, that that whole storyline, it, it's it's so far been really really good. You know, you've got Don Callis manipulating the fuck out of Kenny. Kenny's coming across as uh, uh, like he's he's definitely not the cleaner. He's definitely something. This is something new. No, the cleaner didn't run off, run out with one shoe off and try and stab a boy in the eyeway. <laughs> or <laughs> or like where weird fucking cowboy boots with metal tips. <laughs> Our cowboy boots had me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, I so I, Kenny's playing it a bit, uh, like, you can tell he, he's he's getting a bit manipulated there. Um, even maybe, uh, maybe about the good boards as well. Um, I, I know we were talking about this with someone else too, but I, yeah, I don't think the young books are completely on the level here either. Mm. If they'd seen that last episode, they seem to show a little bit of scumminess. Hey. <laughs> that that mm. bullet club blood runs deep, and I don't think uh, it's it's weird that they they've this. been they've been teaming up with them anyway. Like they're not they're not actually at odds. It's all been you know mm. everything that's happened. Like where Kenny and the Bucks were supposed to have a match together, and then at the last minute the Good Brothers came out instead of the Bucks, and that was explained away as like, oh, that that was oh sorry we forgot, <laughs> sort of thing. Aye. And then they 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 go kick Don Callis in the face. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan of either show, yeah. and this is what's so fucking cool. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly I'll quickly ask for I know we're probably fucking stretching the fucking time here, but obviously with the the two companies meeting, there's so many potential dream matches. And do you know which? Obviously, um, Callahan Moxley would be a dream match, but I would actually love to see Abaddon and Rosemary meet in the ring. Mm. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely see Jordan Grace and any of the AEW women, Jordan Grace is she. I think she's on a different level. Yeah, yeah. I think the AEW uh, women's division needs a, a it re really needs a good spice up at the moment. Like it needs um, a lot of less focus on where's her. Uh, Sheeta. Sheeta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't. Seen, where's Sheeta been? Uh, like the past couple of episodes in the match, there's no mention of Sheeta. It seems to be more or less focused on uh, Brett Baker and. What do you call her? Uh, Santa Rosa, isn't it? 
Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. Right. Great to see that, like, but like, um, at the moment, it's, it's, they need to like, focus a wee bit more on that. It's like, the women's division mm -hmm. seems to be very, you know, it's the same too in WWE. It's, the women's division seems to be just meh. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, wait, WWE I want more, I want more, I want more, I want more fucking focus on the, the, the ladies because, like, fucking AEW has a perfect <laughs> roster oh. of good, good fucking talented women. Uh, what do you call the Dragon Ball Z fighter who came out there recently too? The fought Rip Breaker. I hadn't seen Shannon in a while there. And I was like, fucking, there she is. You know, man, fucking sweet to see her. on Dark Flat, eh? You mean? Really watch Dark? I need to start watching yeah, Dark. Dark is a lot of wrong. That's my problem, really right? That's because, um, Wednesday night, and as I said, you know what that means. It's uh, <laughs> literally, that's, nah. that's what it is. It's Wednesday night. AEW is my fucking show on Wednesday. I can't wait to get home from work on the first day to sit there and watch it. You know, maybe because it's fucking, it's great. But, uh, it seems to be, like, just on the women's division there. Now, is Hero, or Rio coming back, is she, Colin? Looks like thing. it. Yeah, so, can't wait to see Rio back again. Uh, where's we Ginny doll, too? She's fucking class. Um, well, hopefully that that'll be a thing, because I know they're doing this uh, women's tournament, and the first match announced was Riho versus Ser Serena Deeb. Where's so, fucking... Uh, that'll be a great match. Hey, well, uh, wrestler. Oh, what do you call her? She was the, the women's champ that uh, she'd have beat. A big Nyla. Nyla. Where's Nyla? Where's the fuck? Nyla had to isolate. Ah, uh, it was. Okay, that's that's why. Um, wonder where she's at, because Nyla's a fucking force of nature, like, you know what I mean? Uh, fucking ah, yeah, I was like, where is Nyla? Because Nyla is the person who should be spicing up out of the vision, like, you know what I mean? You've got that fucking ah, tank. She's, she's fucking a fuck. fucking goddamn tank. And like, where's she at? That's um, the thing. And we're obviously waiting on the return of, I know she's still injured, uh, Chris Statlander. Is she the one on BTE? Yeah, she's the way you, the way you Linda keeps aye, abducting people. So, aye, I, <laughs> I can't wait to see her back here too. And, um, yep. you know, you, yep. what do you call the one there that's in the Cody feud? Uh, Big Squall too? Where the fuck's Big Squall? Pretty sure, like, fucking, they could have focused a bit more on Big Squall too, like. They've all, they've all, they've, they've all been on you Dark. Know, and every, everyone you've mentioned has been on Dark. There's, like, it's not a secret that they're, their women's division isn't up to speed on uh, the rest of it. And part of it is, like, the, you know, they don't have a massive amount of experience woman in there um, but like it's hopefully this year it gets better and then like they're doing this tournament um, and hopefully they well they my thinking is I'm not, I'm not trying to say you know that oh you know uh, they're better at it but with AEW working with Impact it's one thing Impact has and I'm oh, had yeah. it for a long time they've had a great women's division so maybe working with Impact will maybe help them improve their women's division yeah. as well yeah definitely I could. was just see uh, the especially if they do Crossover matches. You have a lot of experienced women in uh, Impact Women's Division. See if the Impact or not. The uh, you remember if the pandemic wasn't happening. You can imagine. Like I'd, I'm pretty sure this crossover would have went over to New Japan. No, it wouldn't. Like, no, it wouldn't. That's not that. The pandemic isn't the reason for that. Like they still don't. New Japan don't like it. Don't, don't go near them because like they all their talent left to go yeah. to form AEW. Moxie, Moxie's shown up on uh, uh, New Japan this week on their their strong show to challenge Kenta. Ooh. So, 
so there's there's that. But he that he's allowed to do that on his on his own. That's part of his AEW contract. That's not an agreement between the companies. So uh, you see the fact that Miro who called um, Miro fucking on his live stream turns around and says like uh, he'll retire if he does not get a shot. You know what I mean? At the the AEW title. So oh, he'll get a shot. Oh, he will definitely like fucking Jesus Christ. Miro is a fucking beast, like. Well, he's not really saying much there because he could go his whole career without getting a shot and then he would still retire, like, you know, in 30 years' time. <laughs> so he didn't really he didn't really say that he put a time on it so I don't get a shot next week, I'll retire. Uh, no, he didn't put a time on it from what <laughs> I know. So he, so he said fuck all, basically. Oh, dear. Thank you, no, but I, I, I would say he that. probably did that on purpose. I can't wait to see uh, fucking the wedding, to be honest, like. <laughs> oh, wrestling weddings are always hilarious. Uh, Aye, some, like, uh, we all someone's getting, getting hit. Someone's here. getting hit by a That's kick. Like I'm not sure if um, if Trent's ready to come back for that. It would make yeah, sense, but I, but I don't know. Like. Yeah, that's why he said come back. Aye, that's He's a like, pictorial tear. I don't know. If at all, uh, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if he's anywhere near he or not. Probably not. No, Last recovery, like you know, because like uh, Trent's another guy. Fuck him. He, I believe it should get more pushed. There's so many boys in that division that should be getting pushed. Um, like, sure. Not not everyone can be the champion. Like uh, everyone's getting pushed fine the way they they. Yeah. Are. They're not holding anyone back. Like it's. Like, yeah, it, the way you're talking is that like, yeah, you'd have a new champion every week and then you'd be like WWE where it's like they don't know what they do there's only there's only one thing I want to see what? and that's a tornado DDT from Fuego someday someday QT Marshall's gonna get it someday <laughs> there you go. Awesome. but like it's, it's no. like I wouldn't worry but like what is pushing someone like you get challenged for the title like Chuck uh, and Trent are like one of the best tag teams in the division they're constantly in the top five mm. how is that not getting pushed what, they, what, they get title shots he's not he's not Chuck anymore he's Charlie isn't it Charles 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 or Charles and uh, people need to get out of that WWE mentality of you know almost like graduating a tag team it's like that's not how AEW looks at tag teams. That's not how the Bucks. They're like they're the Bucks. They're the Bucks for life. That people always look like. Oh, he'll be great singles. It's like, but he's a tag team wrestler, and tag team wrestling is the thing that they do. It's like, why do you always want to be splitting up the tag teams? Like the Rock and Roll Express have hung in there over the years. Hey, you have to hand it to them. Nobody got Janetti there. Nobody got Janetti there. <laughs> Uh, how are we doing for time, Carl? Uh, where's the mouse? Ah, it's two and a half. That's enough. They've had enough. They probably oh, stopped listening. No one, no one's I even listening this far. Yeah, no one made it this far. <laughs> so thanks for not listening to this so far. Um, but we will, we will call it a day. It's a, it's a, it's a big one this month because, like I say, it's been a while since we. It's not too often we get to do them anymore. But uh, before we head on, if you want to contact us, because I forgot to do this last month, it had been that long. 
You can get us in several different ways. You can email us at evilgstudios at gmail.com. You can get us on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash evilgstudios. And you can get us on our Twitter at evilgstudios. And although the Twitter has not been active in a while, I keep saying I meant to get on to that, and I will. But uh, obviously, as always, we're going to have a bit of music to play us out. So, Colin, what are we getting hit with this month? Right. In uh, tribute to John Hoover himself, the big man. We're gonna play Brody Lee's entrance theme. Uh, he has exalted. Music. He has exalted. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, I got it.